What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back again, episode 17. Here we are with the, the usual resident homies, Casey, Joseph, and Joel. I'm Anthony. We are here with a, a friend of ours, Steve Crow from the Cali Death Band Condemned. We're gonna what's up, guys? What's going on, dude? What up? We're gonna he's gonna take us down his journey and uh yeah so you guys were uh you got when did you guys start playing real quick when when did the condemned come to fruition uh well i'd say around 2004 2005 um me and uh former drummer forrest i mean we graduated high school together so we yeah, we've been doing so many projects, just trying to find the right one. And and I used to be the bass player for all these projects that we used to have. And then finally, I just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just buy a bunch of guitar gear and just we'll just write our own stuff." And and uh, what really, really just got this motivated, obviously being from San Diego. If you see a band like The Scorch, then immediately your life changes. Yeah. <laughs> and Fuck we yeah. were we were we were very young, you know. After seeing The Scorch for the first time. Uh, as I said, that's exactly what I want to do. So, so was that was that like your first project that you you had gotten involved in, or mm. was there stuff before? Actually, I started you out at Condemned. Maybe we should just go back a little bit further. Like we usually start when music got. Uh, by the way, we were just talking about it, dude. Ah, Christopher Beatty, what's up, dude? Thanks for the <laughs> intro. <laughs> that's I do, gonna I'm be gonna, a running joke. <laughs> it's gonna be a running joke, but it's it's actually true. I fucking we just yeah, yeah, talked no, about thick. it like one minute ago. Sorry. All right, so Steve, um, let's get back to the beginning of it, though. Let's like take take us back to when you decided that that was going to be a thing was playing music. Well, um, being in high school, just oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's, that's, another, that's another thing that we were just saying earlier. <laughs> like, I'm, right after I said the Christopher Beatty thing, he's like, "Yeah, maybe I might pull this thing off of uh, its stand." Okay. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. All good. All good. <laughs> Let me move this cord. Um, you know, just being young, being in high school, spending a lot of time going to shows. Uh, just I don't know, learning who's uh, who's uh, a thing. You know, learning who's uh, the next big band, and just kind of like getting introduced to the whole brutal death metal world. And this was all like in like the early two thousands when it really, really flourished. And um, I mean, it just remembering those days um you guys are definitely a big part of that i mean i remember oh, seeing you know casey and decrepit birth you with carnivorous and like no, uh shit. yeah <laughs> yeah odious oh, yeah. mortem uh, i got to see all that stuff and so you know being a young guy that just made me want more and more of it what was your local uh venue that you would catch shows at uh mostly it's it's a small place it's called the che cafe it's very very small but um yeah man i used to go to shows there pretty much almost every week and uh yep me too there was yeah it was UCSD so fun campus yes. right yeah <laughs> yeah i saw a lot of bands there um there was also a lot of a lot of venues back in the day that are not around anymore like the xanth and the scene and uh the scene yeah epicenter i think that's still around yep but epicenter. yeah it's just a lot of places um xanth i remember the xanth uh long time ago real quick was the scene the place that was 
down like in uh kearney mesa kind of like off was it off claremont mesa or where was yeah it was on uh claremont mesa boulevard and uh shit saw i can back in those days for me it was a lot of like old school hardcore metalcore and then yeah. a little bit of death metal kind of like kind of mm -hmm. taking taken over but uh then later on it was you know the jumping turtle and then yeah. you know the showcase theater mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. How far was the showcase from uh, where you're at? That's Pretty a couple far. A couple yeah, hours, yeah. but we do not give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's basically yeah. like our, our equivalent of going from Santa Cruz to San Francisco or something, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we yeah. did not give a shit. Like, we would just go one to one show in San Diego and then go to the next one the next day, you know, yeah. just because we, want, we wanted to see it all. Um, I think we saw Severed Savior twice, two days in a row. And um, and then um, a lot of the bloodletting tours and, and all those things from back back in the back in the way day. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but yeah, just seeing all this stuff, it it really kind of like influenced me to keep keep this thing going with uh, my former drummer, and um, just kind of like look for all the missing pieces, and uh, that's kind of how it just got got all started just kind of like with influences and, and seeing things live for the first time and kind of like opening my eyes to this whole new other world that I didn't even know existed. Um, just because you mentioned Disgorge being like one of those bigger influences. Like, do you remember which era of Disgorge was um, you got introduced? This was when it was Levi and, and Ed just barely, uh, Ed just barely joined the band. And um, so, yeah, it was like, the basically the full lineup of like Levi, um, Ben, Ed, Diego, and then of course Ricky. Yeah. Um, and that was just something that I've never seen before in my life. And I kind of was just like in shock. Like I couldn't believe something could be so brutal. <laughs> it, yeah. it crushed everything that I used to love in high school. I mean, I still love some of that stuff, but yeah, this just completely destroyed and, and just I just decided this is what I want to do. The Scourge is definitely one of those turning point bands, dude. I think for everybody, like once you come across that, things definitely change. It was, uh, it was cool because um, a long time ago we uh, we moved into a new re uh, rehearsal studio, and then we walked by this door just completely covered in death metal stickers, and in the middle of it was this huge Discourge decal. I'm like, I wonder who the hell that is, and. Uh, Later on, we found out it was Disgorge. So when we would walk by their room, all you can hear is the blasting and Levi's uh, vocals. Yeah. And uh, man, eventually we knew that we had to like go in there and talk to them and like meet the guys. And uh, I think one day we went in there and uh, it's such a small room, tiny, tiny little room. I don't even know how they fit, but as soon as I walked in there, the place was just covered in posters with just tits and ass and <laughs> brutal death metal posters. And, and uh, <laughs> it was just awesome that they, these guys were just right down the hall from us. <clears throat> That's so funny. Casey had the pretty much the most similar story to that about how they were practicing and like they were like covering Discord songs. Or, or was that, that was you, right, Casey? They were like covering, or no, that was Severed Savior, but basically just playing right down the fucking hall. And that like, was a severed one, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But the, we practiced that. It was the viral dudes, yeah. 
They were, I thought that uh, was, but I thought Casey, you practiced next to the Discord Reyes, right? And you walked in their practice room or something. So we're talking about two different places. Like, so the San Diego rehearsal studio was where Discord was, and they've had that room. Well, they had it for a very long time, yeah. um, and uh, that that's the place that I told, told the story of practicing in high school. And we just heard them jamming one day, and we, we were like, "What the hell?" And like, we just knocked on their door and you know went in there and stuff. Uh, and that okay, was when man. they were with AJ. So that was like, yeah. Like, um, but uh, yeah, like actually, when I moved back down here, I actually had my drums in that room with with Diego, and and R Ricky was playing on my kit for like a little bit because he was doing Suffo and then coming back in town, and they were jamming a little bit. This was like 2015, but uh, yeah, it was kind of cool, like revisiting that studio again, you know, and that whole that's yeah, it's a cool spot. What's I don't think that they place have it called? anymore. Uh, I think it's U Universal Sound Studios or right? Miramar Sound. I'm not sure or something, or or maybe it's Miramar. Yeah. It's been years that's definitely it's, off miramar road yeah mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah there was a there was a day where um we were in our our little room just kind of like just knocking out some songs and and uh you know getting our thing going and then you know out of the blue the door opens and it's diego and Derek boyer and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> he walks in and and like diego's like yeah he wanted me to introduce you guys because he heard he, he heard you guys like from outside down the hall it's like man who are these guys blasting it up over here so yeah yeah like we um you know we we finished our little rehearsal and uh i was just talking to Derek outside for like an hour and a half <laughs> the, yeah, the yeah. guy the the guy loves to get going Oh yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. dude, and he, yeah. yeah, he's definitely ready for conversation. Every time I kick it with him, he's yapping in in a good way. You know, it's like he's into it too. He's like his conversation. He's not just like all like, hey, what's up? He's like, yeah, man, fucking yeah, fucking do that. Like he's like so like into an animated. That's what I loved about Derek. Totally. And the whole time this was going on, I think he showed uh, Diego some suffocation riffs. So diego was still in the studio room just like trying them like over and over and over i think he was trying trying a bunch of these riffs that derek showed him for like an hour <laughs> but he yeah. came out eventually and and uh was joining us and talking about a bunch of different stuff but uh yeah that was that was a big shock to us because we're all big fans uh suffocation and and just to see him pop his head in the door like that it's like hey what the hell's going on over here <laughs> that's definitely a surreal moment I just yeah. jammed some suffocation riffs with Diego like last month when I was jamming with him. Yeah. Fuck around with Pierce from within and Hell some yeah. of that material. So Oh, he's all about it. Oh yeah. So you guys did uh the mass burial demo. Yeah, we uh we went to this like really weird home studio and recorded it um with some weird guy. <laughs> it was like a weird experience, but he uh did a good job for the most part and that kind of helped us get things get things started you know kind of like unleash that new brand of ours and uh, eventually it just got faster and faster and faster but um it really kind of like uh, opened things up because things were you know so new back in the days with like social media and myspace and and um man myspace that's a long time ago <laughs> but uh yeah it was so cool it kind of just like kind of blossomed after that and eventually went to go record the the first album in a, another house but this guy's studio was set up in a garage and it was like a really beautiful studio but his main thing was like hardcore metal bands so we had to kind of like kind of like uh readjust something so we can get it to sound i guess more more bdm than 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 the the slap metalcore stuff that they that they were always doing in there 
and then I guess was was uh, that demo with Mass, uh, with, that's with Angel on vocals already, right? Yeah. And that's before any Cephalotripsy came out. So is that Angel's like first recording? Yeah. You know, okay. we uh, we were introduced to Angel a, a long time ago by some friends, and um, actually he we put out an ad. We were looking for a vocalist, and um, he like he he emailed us, and we told him like, well, we have we have somebody that we're trying right now but if he doesn't work out we'll let you know so you know eventually like i mean the guy didn't work out so you know i, I emailed angel back it's like hey if you're down come in and try out you know let's let's see what you can do and um like angel like when he first started doing his his vocals it sounded like a really deep frog vocal and it was like <clears throat> and and I was just like, what the hell, man? We should, we should have called you first. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, back in the day, man, he was such a, such a young dude, man, like, like super short hair and, you know, really, really young and skinny dude and, you know, not even buff yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's kind of like how we met Angel and got it going with him. Um, the cephalocracy stuff came came a little later because it was a no another another project that was kind of like looming around us and uh so yeah that's kind of how we got that that pair going on nice yeah now angel sings for like has sang for pretty much every san diego brutal death metal band at this point so for the most part started. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I still talk to angel all the time though um i think he's still doing the cephalocracy stuff but yeah um they're they're currently like trying to get caught up with like a i guess a new drummer that that they're using because uh i mean the original drummer from condemned forest was was doing that band uh because he kind of like came came back to it because he stopped doing like drumming and death metal for a while and he came back to it and then uh eventually i think he just wanted to do something else so yeah he quit the band and now they're now they're using somebody else yeah i'm gonna jam at that studio at some point diego and i were talking about doing a joint band back back-to-back -back band practice at cephalo tripsy's place so. yeah 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 Fuck yeah right on dude and then um desecrate the vial is the first full length right yeah it's it's crazy um we got that album recorded and then we released it with Sedanic from Lacerated Enemies that's based out in Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. And uh, what year was that? Like 2007. Okay. Because uh, put out uh, their our split with Godless Truth, but that was 05 Lacerated yeah. Enemies. So label well, mates, bro. What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Zedenic, man, he pushes that stuff out there in Europe. He doesn't really have much. Uh, much contact here in the US but you know like over there in Europe Zdenek is able to you know pull a lot of stuff over there and distribute and uh, get a lot of fest going so you know like eventually when we did like our first tour over there in, in Europe like we did it with him uh, he basically did a lot of work putting that album out all over the place and uh, I, I had no idea that uh our name kind of like became something out there because i just showed up and it's like oh wow you guys know about this stuff and and here at home nobody knew really shit about it <laughs> so it was it was nice to to see that for once and then uh eventually just like see more of it like uh come from over there to over here 
I wonder what what that difference is in reality. Like what that difference, what, why is it so much bigger elsewhere and we're in America, you know? Like yeah. what, is it, what is it about this style of music that is just, you know, people aren't really into as much over here? That's that's just a serious question I've always had, and and not in a bad way or a good way. I'm just interested in in what makes that happen. You know, it's a uh, yeah. It's still. I mean, touring U.S. Man, that's a it's a risk. It's a huge risk, and you're basically gonna foot everything. And it's that's why it's always been kind of like tough for us to do anything around here, except for just visit fests and stuff. But out there, man, I swear it's all given to you, you know, like they got a van and everything ready for you and they book everything and have everything, everything all laid out. But over there, they love like the American stuff. They really, really love it. And I mean, it's it, I mean, during those times, those early 2000s, mid 2000s, I think it was really, really starting to like blossom here in this country. And um, I mean, nowadays, I think things are a little different. You know, there's a lot more tech death and and um a lot more of like that deathcore style going on but uh for me i'm still i'm really really tr still trying to keep that original brutal death metal sound going and that's that's pretty much what's going on at the moment right now oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um casey says he remembers condemned being on the same bill as a decrepit tour back in the day <laughs> yeah that was, was a that fun one oh, oh yeah. <laughs> number two <laughs> Pug take <attack>. a shot <laughs> um let's go oh, yeah yeah um was that you're talking about the belgium one yeah yeah i think that was yeah we were actually it was belgium i remember at the last end of the episode last week uh yeah derek from unmerciful we were going over those videos that you took actually in the backstage room where we're just like wait you're just like filming us just insanely wasted like slapping on the tables and like dancing and oh, all shit. okay yeah, yeah that this, was that was steve who filmed that got it <laughs> oh, this shit. show yeah this show honestly <laughs> i have no idea what happened um beautiful stage nice venue uh stacked lineup um i don't know how many people showed up i think like 10 15 people showed up yeah, it wasn't good. I remember it was not good. <laughs> and the sound, I mean, for how nice the stage looked, the sound sucked. It yeah. was so bad. But I don't think any of that really bothered anybody because after the show, you guys were partying so hard. <laughs> I mean, the rest of my guys went to sleep. And I was like, oh, okay. fuck that. I'm going to stay up and see what these guys are doing, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, man, the Unmerciful guys, yeah. um, Decrepit Birth, everybody um man i think the last person that was still with me was bill and bill was just talk 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 and smoking and drinking we ran out of out of alcohol at the end of the night but i remember that yeah yeah it was a lot of fun and and you guys had like um somebody that was like part of your crew that kept like falling down in his back without like <laughs> yeah. landing on anything except his back like like planking to the ground should we should we share that video because we can, yeah see right? if you can find it man can you well, find we were watching it last week yeah i'll see what the last episode we, but we that's so it. funny we watched it wasn't it. on it wasn't, it wasn't on, the on yeah i watched it, was, it after, oh, okay so we should oh. find it yeah because yeah, i didn't i was see a little it. inebriated i don't remember but it's not what was recorded it's not like copyrighted or anything so we can put it on Dude, that's so it? funny though. I love this callback to the last episode. I love oh, I that found, this I is happening. It. Joel's got all right, dude. So I got the one where he's falling. So you, oh, okay. you filmed yeah. this, Steve? Did yes. Oh shit. 
and that's and, so funny yeah I, honestly <laughs> i was just watching everyone he just everybody just go nuts and <laughs> honestly like i was just entertained just by watching you guys <laughs> this is fucking bananas dude <laughs> so this, this yeah. is our drum tech oh, that's, drum tech. So that's matt from cryptops oh, matt from cryptops box and hops yeah. what's up oh. <laughs> oh, there's me on the ground <laughs> Dude, look, this guy is so lit. He can just free fall again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. Just planking. Planking. <laughs> What's hilarious is that he's like, all right, I'm done. And then he goes again. Yeah. Check it out. Watch, watch. All right, I'm done. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. He's all, no. No. <laughs> Casey's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he might land on you, Casey. God. What was that guy's name, dude? Tony the Tiger, dude. Tony the Tiger. Oh, my God. Hey, what's up, dude? Sandals. Sandals represent. God, dude. How's your off feel? Nah, he was fucking, he was definitely blacked out. Damn. Like he starts like, <laughs> Dan. Europe is a fun and strange place to be. No, he literally would like, like that crew would just get like freaking shmam. Like after the, we would you know we would do our parting like drink blah blah show stuff stuff stuff, and then we would go to bed, and then they would bust out of their little hole in the bus and would just start. They would just take you, just wake up in the morning, and there'd be two empty bottles of vodka just sitting there, and they're just like, uh, like hurting in the morning, and like yeah, they just like they went all night and like went to bed at like three or four in the morning, and then woke up, and they were just on a different kind of cycle than us, you know. Yeah. Derek was definitely one of the MVPs of that whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, he was nuts. Um, yeah. I have a video. I don't remember where I put it or where it is, but it's a video of Flo lifting up um, Clint's shirt and just, like, just blast beating on his belly. <laughs> uh, Clint looked a little pissed, but um, yeah. Flo, <laughs> Flo just had this look like... <laughs> I got along with Flo great on that tour. A lot of, pe a lot of people had... Um, he was... I don't know. I kind of just got him. I kind of understood like how he, he was. He's kind of like he's a little broy. Had the kind of broy. Oh, Flo's cool, man. And like I mean, some, a couple people on the tour were just like, he was chill. Yeah, a couple people on the tour were just like, fuck that guy. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because always... like he was, uh, he was full of himself, but he was joking though. I always thought he was joking because I would just go up and make fun of him, and then we'd start ripping on each other, and it was kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of like a fun thing that we had. But he would just be like, yep, those chicks over there, they want me. Uh, he's, he's, just, he's like he's one of those guys but he was like yeah, he's kind cool. of his weird like uh french canadian sense of humor but um a lot of people were like just annoyed by him and stuff i'm like he's fine dude he's totally well, was... like a, you know i'm not saying you were i'm just saying like there was people in like oh, other yeah, bands yeah. that were like that were like oh what the like well they're complaining about flow i'm like i think he's hilarious man i don't know like is well, no one getting the humor of this guy this guy is like crushing right now but yeah. Luckily, I'm very patient and I have a pretty adaptive sense of humor where I just, you know, when I meet all these weird different people out there in those countries, uh, I, honestly, I, I like it, you know, like, I, totally. that's why I love Europe so much. Everyone's so unique and different over there. Yeah, no, it's kind of like a more, a little bit more of a stoic style, but yeah, it's so, it's, yeah, it's just a different style of person and it takes takes a little adaptive skills to get used to something like that, especially when you're coming from like San Diego or Santa Cruz or something like that. And and everyone's yeah. asking you if you like if you uh, live in Texas when you're there. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, you from Americans, you live in Texas. 
I'm like, no, you know, because they were all like super anti. When I was there the last, it was George Bush was president. And they just like would ask you like, do you live in Texas? Because George Bush is from Texas. I'm like, I live in California. They're like, oh, that's cool. California's chill. Like, you guys are cool. You know, we get automatic like props when you say you're from California, you know? They started doing the whole dude thing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know California. They're Especially, like, I think out in the UK, they they can kind of sense that you are an American. But if you say like you're from California, then they started doing the whole dude thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess I kind of talk like that. But <laughs> <laughs> but I feel the same way. I like to listen to them talk all day long. Totally. Yeah. Same thing with the Scottish people. I fucking love hearing them talk. <laughs> no, that's a trip. I like listening to French. The French accents, one of the accents, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could listen to that for a while. I don't yeah. know what it is about it, but I just like to listen to it. I don't even know what the fuck they're saying, but I just like to, the sound, the cadence, and how they emphasize on certain things, I guess. Yeah, I, I get used to it really fast, especially like when some of the you know other bands that you're tuned with talk like that as well so like i, I don't know it's just like one of those things i like being around you know because i like to hear you know different accents and different languages and uh feels it makes you really feel like you're far far away from home Definitely. i always felt it was kind of weird that i mean it's it makes sense but like metal english is kind of like the universal language of metal and like even like a german band will like play another like a french festival and then they'll just like talk to the crowd in english and oh yeah it, it's it like makes sense because everyone knows english but it kind of like whitewashes everything not whitewash but you know like makes everything seem the same and i get it it's like accessible for someone like me and i appreciate that but i kind of like wish i like i know like bands have like toured here and when they just like talk in their native language to us and i don't understand what the fuck they're saying but i'm like way more into it i'm like fuck yeah you guys are from spain you don't know english and you're <laughs> still here that's like a cooler thing for me to yeah. experience so because yeah. you guys you guys relate through the music, so it doesn't really matter what people are saying, dude. Or people exactly. of other countries just singing like in in English. You know, they're like they're like don't know English that well, but all their lyrics are English, and they're just all broken English. I'm like, dude, just go for it, man. Just give me some <laughs> Swedish, bro. That's why Joel. Yeah. Likes, <laughs> that's why Joel likes Rammstein so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Rammstein's like it's like a German English, German German English. I was gonna say though, like you see a lot of bands though that like will speak in English. To like everybody and then they'll like say then they'll shout out in their language like they do like yeah. a hybrid you know i think that's pretty cool too yeah well i think one of the uh the things out there is because in a lot of like um universities and schools they all learn like i guess like english english like from the uk but when we speak it it's american you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah so yeah. yeah their their um their english is definitely um kind of like british influenced but it's good though because at least i can understand it because it's so hard to understand <laughs> something sometimes where all they speak is german or swiss german or uh what belgium which is like a mixture of a bunch of other things yeah yeah i remember when we went to holland the first time i was like well you guys sound like americans it's weird they, they could they, they could speak perfect english and they didn't they had like a american accent not like a british in holland I don't remember there's that. there's a lot of those like i yeah. like i'll talk to someone that i know from this band or this band and their english sounds so like fluent and like almost kind of like americanized for sure mm -hmm. but then when they speak their language man it just comes out just just flying out man and and uh it's like a trip you know it makes me feel kind of like inferior you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely feel like i wish i'd 
had st- stuck with learning a second language. It's one of my big regrets. I never let it continue up to proficiency, but yeah. I would definitely love to learn some German because I think it's one of the most universal languages out there yeah. besides besides English, I guess. Yeah. What tour were you on when we met up with you in Belgium? That was our first European tour with Last Red Enemy and uh, we had cephalocracy with us. So we had, I guess, um, some people doing double duties and that was a pretty hard tour, man, because we didn't get no nightliner. We got a sprinter van and, and we had our feet down on the freaking freezing floor, you know, basically elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder. And uh, yeah, at the end of the at the end of that tour, man, it was like formaldehyde socks and just stinky dudes, man. But I kind of miss that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. We had the the only thing that was kind of a bummer about the Nightliner we talked about on the last podcast is this: the fucking three bands, crew, and one bathroom, and just that thing. Like you literally like the vapors from just people not shitting in it, but peeing in it only. Like you'd have to like go in there with like almost goggles. Like it was like it hurt. I mean, uh, even though we snuck Matt in for a couple turds, but uh, yeah. <laughs> had to look do a couple lookouts. Some, some people do the doggy bags in those, which is disgusting. They have to just straight up crap in a bag, like because they're trying to follow the rules so hard that like. And Matt was just like, "I can't do it, dude. You got to watch the front door. Like, I'm going in. I'm doing." That's it. usually rule number one. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. It's usually them that break rule number one. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm There's- really trying not to get kicked off no tours. There's tour buses now that are uh, that allow you to do that, which is like the biggest invention of all touring history. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the single-handedly biggest invention of the, the most important invention. Twentieth yeah. and twenty-first oh, century. Man. And see either that or a venue bathroom, which at least is a lot better than American venue bathrooms. Yeah, that's why they actually have privacy. <laughs> I go uh, into the girls' ones. <laughs> yeah some of them might be missing a door <laughs> we're talking about yeah just europe is in particular i think but yeah no europe uh, i remember there was a couple well, that had like they were like facing like a couple toilets that were like facing each other like, i don't want to get graphic but the worst toilets <laughs> joseph knows are at Ozfest. the oh worst toilets God. of all time dude like to, i was like I, we had to leave early because i was like i gotta go and then like I, every bathroom i go into it's just flooded dude <laughs> like just fucking a like swamp oh yeah that's that's yeah the end of a festival and that's no good (laughs) yeah i remember shout out to aftershock because aftershock actually they have like two or three islands at sixty thousand people two or three like a little like areas of like porta potties and they fucking like they're all perfect like they're all the only thing that it's lacking is that the little you know by the mid midday the fucking the fountains in the middle to wash your hands are all dried out that's about so you just don't touch anything it's like completely like empty doesn't stink or anything and like it's like but they have like 700 of them like they just like they they go all in with their fucking it's over in sacramento it's like probably my favorite like dumb festival nowadays because all the festivals are like my chemical romance and metallica looks like a few headliners now but uh yep. yeah but um yeah that's that's such an important thing for a festival it's like a good good shitting situation or peeing i think the most interesting one i've ever had to deal with was uh touring in china um yeah (laughs) the toilets are on the ground it's a it's a hole in the floor that flushes um and when we did this chinese tour we had to use a bullet train because there was really no car 
around there that could actually make it there that fast and i think one time uh, i went into like one of those public restrooms at a, like one of those train stations we had to go through and it was just surreal like i walk in and like the stalls are basically just like an open like an open wall stall with a toilet on the floor and you just see like 20 people just squatting down into the hole people with like business suits and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna go use a different toilet somewhere else <laughs> Yo, I'm look at the bag. Yeah, <laughs> like I miss the I miss the the porta potties right now. <laughs> yeah, China. That's 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 a whole nother thing right there. So you've toured China. So what other countries besides Europe have you toured? Um, we did a lot of Indonesia. Did some Thailand. Um, never got to make it to Malaysia. Uh, we did what South America and Bogota. That shit was sick. Nice yeah um did, did some stuff in mexico of course the uk um a lot of places a lot of different places in the u.s um can't remember any other countries but that's basically the thick of it uh i think by far oh in japan too um and china yeah in china <laughs> that was weird that was a, a weird tour like Half the people that showed up were legitimately into metal, and the other half was just like people who were curious to see what was going on. And, and but they still really enjoyed it. Um, they bought all the CDs, but they didn't. They didn't buy any shirts because I guess they're not allowed to go around wearing shirts with offensive stuff. Uh, so yeah, we came back with a lot of shirts, and I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> but hey, it was fun though. Uh, next I, time, if you ever go back, just go with logo shirts, dude. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I'll ever go back to that place, but that was definitely one of the one of the most roughest tours I've ever been on. I mean, it was fun, you know, like trying the real Chinese food. Uh, that's definitely something else. But um, I think my favorite place, I guess, of any Asian country is probably Indonesia because those those guys love brutal. Even their even their president of their country is a metalhead. Yeah, yeah. No, if you watch, that. you should watch. Well, I don't. I'm not saying you should watch our shit, but Diego was on, and we talked about that a little bit. How how he fucking loved going out there too. So he's like, we always love hearing that shit. Yeah, yeah. Indonesia is a shit. <laughs> is it like uh, the most the most metal country in the world? It probably is, right? Yeah. Dude, I get Indonesia it. Indonesia is pure brutal. When <laughs> I when I said when I said that the uh, that the president probably knows who Diego is, I wasn't joking when I said that, dude. That yeah. dude really wears Slayer shirts and shit like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What? The president wears fucking Slayer shirts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I was gonna say that that Diego for president shirt that he's got. I was like, oh, I didn't know he meant Indonesia. <laughs> Shit, they probably make that stuff over there. <laughs> Literally, they exactly. do. It's brutal mines, and they ship us all our divinely vomit merch. Well, not all of it, but a lot of it is is Indonesia. Oh, literally, yeah, did. wow, yeah, literally cool. made over there, yeah. Fuck yeah. Actually, dude. the Diego for president <laughs> stuff, I'm not sure. I'd have to ask. But oh, there's an American flag on. It. I was just joking, but yeah. I, that'd be funny if it was like an Indonesian flag. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny when you're walking around there in those so streets. Funny. You'll see like. A little kid smoking a cigarette and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's wild, dude. That's Everybody nice level shit for me. I talked about that. That was like that in uh, Slovakia. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Slovakia. I guess in Italy yeah, they, too. they they give wine to their kids and shit at dinner. All and like it's like a normal thing to have wine with dinner, even no matter what age you are. <laughs> so 
<laughs> it's Gotta like, settle them down somehow. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess cigarettes can be looked at in the same way in other countries. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck, dude. That's just uh, your sex. Your six-year-old asking you for a, a match, and you're like, "What the fuck, dude?" And a cup of vino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's awesome, man. I didn't realize you. I mean, we talked a little bit about where you've been, and and I didn't realize it was so extensive. Um, it's taking some time. Um, Who did you guys tour with in Japan? Um, we went for um, shit the last uh tokyo death fest which is like in 2008 and uh it was cool man like it was uh devourment and putridity and disconformity and um wound deep and a bunch of other sick bands uh, i think we had yeah we had cephalotropy with us too we always had them but uh i think the biggest one was having devourment there because i got to see how crazy those guys were uh putridity that was amazing seeing them so de- long that time. was your first uh devourment experience was in japan actually japan was my first overseas show ever <laughs> no i'm saying because you said seeing that was that your first time seeing devourment was over yeah. there oh, yeah. okay sick dude yeah um man i've been dying to go back to that country ever since but they don't they don't do those tokyo death fest anymore because uh tadashi and, and matsukatsu they they used to throw that stuff and uh, I guess they moved away from each other, so they kind of stopped that. Mm. But uh, Diego will tell you all about that. I think they did like one or two of them, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's like a, pretty much like a party there. Uh, but those guys don't really mosh that hard, or like it's kind of just like standing, just kind of like bob the head kind of a thing over there. Mm. But yes, they uh, they really they really love that brutal stuff. But uh, hopefully one day we get, get to go back there when all this stuff kind of opens up again. Odious got a random, I just remembered, dude. Odious got a random inquiry to play a wedding in Japan. Wow. A guy was going to fly us out for a wedding or whatever, but I I don't know why we couldn't do it. Obviously, (laughs) probably finances. (laughs) Yeah. Why didn't I hear about this? I don't remember this. Dude, this was years ago. It definitely was Odious, too. It wasn't severed because if it was severed, they wouldn't be talking to me. I'd do it. We should have done I would, it, dude. What I would happened? not care. I would have done it. Just just being there is fun. Yeah. Just seeing everyone and everything. Like that's like one of the most cleanest countries I think I've ever been to. Dude, oh, yeah. I definitely Tokyo and I'd seen just a bunch of different parts of Japan. I've always wanted to go out there. It's getting out there and you know. How long is the how long is the the travel to get there? I think it was like between 15 to 18 hours, I think all all in one shot like one flight yeah uh, tell me about that dude because i would like i'd I'd be like can i roll down a window at some point like (laughs) all you're gonna see is ocean (laughs) you're just gonna be over i mean i've I've, I've gone to the east coast and i've gone out to hawaii those are like five to six you know five five and a half hours i've never done anything more than that like and Uh, even as like a smoker at the time dude like five hours was a hard fucking thing to not be able to have a cigarette. I don't, I don't smoke now, but it's just like, that was fucked up too. So like anybody who's flying to Europe, who's smoking cigarettes, they better be chomping on some fucking Nicorette, dude. <laughs> or just have like some, some uh, chewing tobacco. Yeah. Uh, Indonesia's worse. That's like, I don't know, like a 23 hour flight with, with some transfers. And my bass player, man, the guy, I mean, he has to have a cigarette like every hour or so. Like, yeah. So he, 
you had some tobacco, like chewing tobacco, but eventually that's just not enough, you know? Yeah. But that flight was brutal. Like, I think at the second half of the flight, I just wanted to stand up and walk around because my ass is just hurting from sitting down that long. It's <laughs> a super hopeless feeling when you're like, when we went from like uh, New York to Berlin, when you're like, because it was showing you on the on the big screen or like we had like screens maybe in the back of our chairs or whatever, but it was like, once the plane is just like, you don't see either continent on either side of the plane. It's just like in the middle of the ocean. You're just like, that's probably the most, I don't really care. I'm not like a big, I don't, you know, I'm not like freaked out on planes or anything, but something about just being in the middle of that ocean. I was like, dude, if we go down, we're just, I mean, if we go down, you're dead anyway, probably. But in my head, I was like, I was like, dude, you're just, there's, you know, it's going to be fucking Bermuda Triangle. It's be out a there. long swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a small well, yeah. percentage of me that wishes that we do not have any problems because yeah you're over a large bed of, of water and there's nothing below you <laughs> i don't know dude but they got enough floating shit on there dude it's like you hit the ground you hit the ground dude you but you're gonna be out there yeah. for like probably land in the water you could float around hours. a little bit get some hypothermia no, or whatever. Dude. yeah no <laughs> i know oh, no, i watch way too many scary youtube things about fight flight stuff because i'm a dork and i just like dude scaring the shit out of yourself you hit the the water is not good yeah like, yeah anyways with that many people in that big of a plane uh, like, oh, oh yeah it's not like chill like actually like um on that when we went from um san francisco or oakland or whatever to new york we had this like old delta yeah. plane and um we uh did this thing where we went and we kind of passed new york and came back over the ocean dude and you remember uh, that yeah yeah and there was like this turbulence that was definitely though ever since that flight I've, I've had trouble flying me too uh, and it was like to the point where it was, you know, it was doing those like pressure drops where it does those yep. just like you fall you know and there was one that lasted i mean it lasted 10 seconds probably but if you mm -hmm. count to 10 you know That's like a of you time dude falling. do you remember <laughs> landing yeah everyone sw everyone was screaming yeah and, like, we slid sideways at jfk yeah. airport like the plane slid and everyone was screaming on the plane yeah, yeah after that yeah, when it lands that hard but we were okay but it was fucking not chill but i have i have a my, my favorite flying story was even worse than that was we, we went to josh's thing in austin like for his after his wedding like years ago and uh i had a connector flight so like my friend just flew straight to la but i was going to san diego so i had this crazy path and so i had to fly to denver and there was all these tornadoes going and uh fly, like austin was like fine and then i fly to denver and then just i remember coming down through that cloud cover and it's just dark and it's like there was tornadoes like it was fucked up and we fl fly into denver and we're just dropping like super gnarly and i was sitting next to this like big bold cowboy guy this old <laughs> dude and he's all like yeah man you know he's like talking about working on the ranch and this old just this hardened guy you know <laughs> And then uh, we were just like dropping, and you just—I remember like, just you start to kind of grab your like, you know, the hand. Yeah, yeah you grab yeah, yeah, yeah. hard. And then the guy was just all like, "Well, I didn't like that. I didn't like that <laughs> at all." And it was just like we're just flying around, just like, "Oh crap!" Like, dude, it was nuts. Uh, I was imagining I, just continuing his conversation the whole time, like, "Well, we was out there, and we were like, we were scooping up all the stuff, and then you just like cork corkscrewing down into the ground." <laughs> And then I had to like, I had to like wait at the airport for like eight hours because the tornadoes were so bad until like yeah. I could like leave. And then it was like, it was so crazy. It was like, oh my goodness. I have this, I have this uh, uh, family friend that's got a fucked up sense of humor. And like, anytime there's any fucking like bad turbulence, he'll like go up to the person next to him and be like, hey dude, something ain't right. 
I fly all the time, dude. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm on a plane once a week, dude. This is not <laughs> anything I've ever experienced, dude. Just like grabs the size, oh, dude, something ain't right, dude. <laughs> I love touring, but I hate the flying part. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I used to love GSA. it. Do you have any sketchy flight stories, Steve? Like, mm, other than the fact that they just check us way too much because when we bring over so much gear um like i bring my i bring my guitar rig in a three space rack like one of those gator racks one of those soft cases so they're always like um it's like hey what the hell is this i'm like oh that's a guitar amp you know so they're always swabbing it for like a, to, to see if it's got any sort of explosive stuff on it or material and it's a, it's pretty much almost every time um and uh i mean flights i mean thankfully nothing terrible has happened but uh man it's just um it's such a hassle to just they really love taking advantage of vans and luggage luggage fees we are constantly getting speed up with that shit <laughs> especially when you're carrying like like a big fat suitcase full of rolled up t-shirts and stuff yeah and you don't want to fly to another country and then have to trust somebody's other equipment you know if you were to borrow something or rent something when you get over there it's like you got to bring your own shit uh well i learned that lesson very hard on the first tour because because i brought like a little preamp with me and like i would just borrow different amplifiers uh every night because we didn't have like rental gear so i learned very fast um you need to bring your own stuff and i even had like i even have like a like a little matrix power amp that i would just bring now instead of like borrowing anything and man it, it changes everything and and plus the other guitar player he has one of those little fender those fender power block thingies and so yeah we never have to borrow anything ever again from nobody because I've learned the hard way. Uh, not all amplifiers have a good, you know, clean channel or a good effects loop or someone's tubes are all messed up and broken. And uh, some nights you're going to sound okay. And some nights you're gonna, just going to sound like pure shit. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been on the receiving end of that where, you know, we're in, having bands over from like Australia or, you know, all over the place and they need, they need an amp. And then by the end of the tour, my amp is broken. <laughs> it's, it's like you know i remember i used to have this uh what was it it was a ampeg amp and um you know by the you know first couple shows they're like going direct into the house and they're like can i borrow your amp and then like, yeah, you can and then so that means it's going for two sets every night and then yeah by the end of the end of the tour i'm taking that thing to the shop and they're like thanks and i'm like cool that's only 500 bucks and fucking like repair fees now but you know, I had to, you know, I understand what it's like to be in their position. So I didn't want to be a dick about it or like hit them up about fixing anything. But um, yeah, many times I've had gear blown up from bands coming overseas, you know, and, and using my shit. But it's the price you pay. That and like uh, dealing with like the whole power difference and especially going yeah. over there. Yeah. And I had like this huge like metal box step down converter. And it's such a bitch to take around with me, but man, like I, I've learned a couple of times, um, don't leave without one. Um, one time I accidentally plugged, uh, my, I guess like AC adapter into a converter and not the power step down. And I plugged it into like an outlet and like in 10 seconds, like a bunch of like smoke came out of the AC adapter. I'm like, ah, fuck. 
and um yeah i didn't have i didn't have my effects so i had to borrow something from somebody else <laughs> damn damn yeah so that's one thing like i'm always trying to like prepare for is making sure i know what everyone's power situation is i mean at least in japan you don't got to worry about that because they use the same stuff as ours but uk man you need to have like those three prongs those big prongs that they use and then and then europe you have to have pretty much all that stuff ready because that and like a lot of those outlets on their stage are so beat up <laughs> oh yeah 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 bring duct tape because you're probably gonna have to like tape it really hard to one of those power strips <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. so uh i mean as far as should we jump back into the timeline of what the albums and stuff? Just trying to keep things going because we what album did we leave off of? Yeah, next would be Death. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Steve. It's a uh, Realm Realms of the Ungodly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that one. Uh, that one happened so fast. We we wrote it so fast, and um, we went to another studio, kind of like uh, like around uh, I guess Riverside or something like that. I forgot, but uh we showed up and we didn't have any sort of like pre-production or click tracks because we never really wrote like that and um so we basically spent like a whole day trying to trying to create clicks for all the songs and uh it it kind of like it, it did not go well so the next day we just uh just did it raw dog without nothing and yeah and and so like the album like it didn't come out exactly like i like i was hoping but it still was received pretty well and, and got us another tour out there with Zedenic. And uh, we got to do like more like uh, bigger fests and stuff. And we did that uh, extreme fest uh, that was like three days long, but in like different countries and it had Cannibal Corpse and everything. But uh, I think the, the, the thing that really, really like beat us hard on that thing was... Um, okay like uh, there was like a soccer final and like we were about to head to italy and italy was in the finals and they said yeah guys we're gonna have to cancel the show because no one's gonna go um because it's the finals you know that's how it is over here so we had to stay in um czech republic for the night and so we're like well fuck man that sucks that everybody that they cancel it just because of soccer and so we stayed in this like really ghetto part of town and uh somewhere between like the the time that they were you know parked they parked the van at a bar and then moved it to a safe location uh somebody sneaked in there and grabbed two of our guitars (laughs) mine and the other guitar player of condemned and uh we didn't find out until we showed up to uh, slovakia the next day that both of our guitars were gone so um i had to borrow another guitar for the rest of the tour and it was it was brutal. It sucked. Damn. <laughs> yeah, lost feeling. Lost a really good axe. Damn, man. And what what tuning are you guys in? Is that not an easy? No, it's it's not that bad. It's all six string and it's drop drop B tuning. Um, so it wasn't that hard to like make up for it. Luckily, like I had a. I mean, all I use are BC Rich guitars. That's kind of like my thing. But luckily, somebody let me borrow. Uh, one of their BC riches and then every other night the other guitar player had to line up something else new every night so yeah it was hard the only thing that made it so tough was like I didn't have my strap locks so luckily I had a spare strap and man this guitar just kept falling off while I was playing 
and like on the last the last day at that extreme fest i mean it was huge like there was so many people and um so we're playing and the guitar falls off and i'm just holding it on my leg and then li later on lily from defeated sandy's like man i saw you holding that guitar with your leg and i thought that was the most brutal thing ever <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's one awesome. thing I, we've talked about with bands a million times is like it's how you overcome adversity on stage. Like other bands are like, "Fucking, that was crazy, man!" Like, how did you, like, you know, make that happen or, you know, come through? Well, you you play a specific type of BC Rich, right? What's that? The big bodied one, right? Um, I have a few different ones. I pref usually prefer like neck throughs, uh, and like a like a decent wood, like a mahogany and stuff. But lately, I've been playing around with this uh this uh BC Rich beast that I just converted beast. from a yeah, it was a speed loader before, and then I converted it to like a regular guitar, and um, I really love the way it sounds. You know, it's got like a maple neck and a mahogany body, and it just has like this really good tone for a guitar that's kind of just like fell out of existence from like this speed loader thing that kind of just did not make it. But um, yeah, I have all all my other ones, but right now this is my my favorite one, and I've been writing this new album uh just on this one alone and your line six amps or line six uh preamp right is it the helix or what no you... I, I, i'm weird I, i'm like a caveman uh <laughs> i use a pod hd pro um okay. like i've man I've, I've had tube amps i've used tube amps before i used to have an original evh letter block uh, i've had pv for years and years but for some reason i just like the way uh solid state tones sound for our i guess for our tuning it's got that that bottom low end bass drop out when you're palm muting everything and uh it's just so easy to bring with you instead of always like relying on a tube amp to rent somewhere but but yeah like the way i have it all figured out is like i have it like in my, my little three space and i just carry it like a little suitcase and i'm just ready to go with it so is it powered the pods or you have to get it you have you bring that matrix with you right yeah that, that's a one space the pods a two space and so like when i you know have them in, in that little case like i basically have my rig everywhere i gotta go yeah i got them i got the matrix right here oh yeah right i've been there. yeah yeah i've been wanting to try the helix but that thing's expensive man if i was going to spend that much money i'd might as well just get a like a new axe effects or like a yeah yeah something i mean i got the um the, uh, I've talked about it a couple times, but just the frac the the AX8, the floorboard. Because mm -hmm. you know you don't have to buy the AxeFX and the floorboard. You just buy. It's kind of all built in. If you're not doing anything like nine amps at once, then just yeah, dial it in through there. But yeah, no, it's and it's it can open the digital stuff. Kind of opens a whole new can of worms versus the kind of analog tube stuff. Like especially now, you just hook up your fucking computer to it, and there's unlimited opportunities of you know amps and and cabs and mics and you know all the mic placements and all the stuff and it just starts to me i love it i love it but uh i'm never satisfied <laughs> like i'm always like is I, i'm satisfied effects, for a couple days is the axe effects the g thing that gilbert has too or? yeah G mike gilbert was the first person to really use it he used it okay uh, like he was the first person to tell me about it and he was like and this is a long time ago he was like the first it was like the first first axe effects he was like I, f I found this is the best thing because he was always on the the amp forums and stuff talking about tones and stuff. He was like total tone nerd snob. I love it, but like he was just saying, uh, you know, I use a fractal and this, 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 and sending us a bunch of uh, little samples. And I was like, that's not an amp. Like, you know, that was yeah. the first amp where it like 
it actually tripped me out. I was like, that sounds like a tube amp, you know? I don't understand how that's not very difficult to dial in a really yeah. heavy tone for that. And I used to watch him use those a lot before he switched to like the angles. But yeah. like, I mean, yeah, Axe Effects was like not really a big thing, but I think, you know, watching him play it made it a bigger thing because anytime totally. someone gets up there and plugs in, I want to, I want to look at what they're using, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was always the one that, like talked about it then we toured with animals as leaders and tosin and uh and javier were all about it and they were like the only band that was touring that i knew about it that was using it they used the the ultras it's the second x of x and um mm. yeah they just like brought pa speakers on stage where they just had pa speakers like big powered pa speakers and they'd plug the x of x into the powered pa speaker and everyone's like what mm. the f like that's the weirdest fucking thing i've ever seen and it sounded good and it just go to the front of the house and then they just heard themselves through the pa speakers but um so it yeah sounds it sounds better than guitar cabinets i mean that. i mean that's that's subjective for sure but i mean yeah. the people probably cabinets are going to be voted people would say that uh cabinets sound better but um i'd never seen that done though before like people bringing pa speakers like guitar players bringing and they're like respected guitar players too so i was like huh yeah for like sure. tell me but the thing is they would yeah. They would be done with their set and then they'd go in the backstage and then they would set it right back up in two seconds and just jam with it like for fucking six hours you know like but well, yeah. Is I, a genius, so. yeah i usually tell the sound guy kill kill the guitar and the pa i don't want none i don't want nothing like i would rather just hear the, the cab behind me because totally. once they feed it like i know when it hits the ground like out on the floor it sounds great but once like they like have it pointing towards you on the stage it's not yeah. going to sound good at all it's just going to sound yeah yeah so i said it, kill it i don't want to hear it <laughs> depends on like only really good venues will make it sound good but yeah it's probably smart just to use your stage sound you know yeah i, I like the i like the sound more of the the cab behind me it sounds i guess it, mm -hmm. i mean i know it's not gonna cut in exactly but at least it sounds a lot more warm than that harsh sound on the stage that you always get yeah definitely definitely yeah do people like, yeah. i mean I, I brought this up before but do people blend like like digital with amp tone like the uh, live yeah. or in the studio or is that just like a big no-no or something or well, i mean it's just a it's just a pain in the ass so people that like have the money to really to fuck with it yeah like live i mean i mean i'm sorry in the studio they'll do it but like uh i think maybe they'll use the digital for like solo tones and cleans sure but um yeah for like so. the heavy actual heavy tone they'll use mm -hmm. like in a studio they're gonna use tubes they want a tube tone for like the, the, the pushing um, of the speaker and the yeah yeah i think uh solid state definitely has its place live i mean you know dying the dying fetus tone the the ampeg mm -hmm. vh140c that mm -hmm. like kind of changed the whole game for solid state like that i mean i remember animosity back in the day was like uh, they were like arguing with zach like nope we want to use the Ampeg VH140Cs on Empires, and they were just like, and Zach was like, "You're fucking stupid. Like that's gonna sound <laughs> like shit." And like, and uh, they they stuck with it. I do like the tone. It's definitely recording wise, it came out probably not as what they expected, but I still think it has a unique, cool tone to it. And I think it's one of the most sought after death metal, old school death metal amps out there. You know, same here. Yeah, definitely. Well, John Gallagher, he always finds a way to make it sound its absolute best. And I, I think uh, one time I was talking to him, he, he likes to set up set it up in stereo with two caps on both sides. Oh, and man. yeah, oh, that that's a kind of reminds me of a quick, funny story. 
um, we were playing a show with Dying Fetus in Czech Republic and the band that we were going to borrow gear from uh, didn't show up because the drummer broke his leg. So I had to kind of like basically beg Trey and uh, John, like, can we please borrow your stuff? And so, yeah, yeah, we have uh, spare amps in the, in the bus. Go ahead and go get them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we, yeah. We, we got everything. We're like, okay, we're going to put everything back just the way you had it. It's like, yeah, but don't move. Like, you're not allowed to rearrange my symbols or you're not allowed to use my triggers. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they basically saved us. And, and, um, and then afterwards, like, we were just, <laughs> it's so funny how John opens up because he's such a serious guy but then when you're just chilling and drinking beers with him then then you start seeing like this funny guy in john and, and i barely totally. know him but that one night i felt like i knew him yeah that's that's the one thing about yeah meeting that guy i think i've talked about on the podcast before but he looks like he's always such the scariest like when i was a kid watching them live i was like yeah. jesus christ that guy will kick my okay it's gonna beat me up like what the fuck? And then, like, you hang out with them after. It's like, yeah, man, you know, it's just like, blah, blah. He's, like, smoking a joint with him. He's like, totally, man. It's just, like, one of those things, blah, blah. And you're like, what the? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like, super chill. Like, super nice. I was, like, chill with Trey first. And then it was like, all right, they were hanging out. Then John's like, yeah. Was, he was, I don't know. He kind of reminded me of Eric for some reason in Rest in Peace. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of similar, like, super big, like, kind of intimidating looking dudes. But then, like, when you hang out, they're, like, the nicest guys in the world. Same yeah, demeanor. Yeah yeah totally yeah we were uh we were talking like we were kind of just talking amongst ourselves like yeah fuck it i live with my parents shit i don't give a damn and uh you know so like you know we were all kind of chiming in on that and then john kind of like chimed in it's like well i live with my pa just don't say nothing that's why i'm always out on tour because because <laughs> i don't want to like i don't want to bug him or nothing but yeah when he said that it <laughs> it made me feel kind of human for a little bit <laughs> Yeah, everyone's kind of struggling to do it still, you know, it's like, you got to have uh, that legit job to have your own place or else because touring just to have your own place. Most people are staying on couches or staying with friends or something like even like in bigger bands, you know, I just that's just what they want to do. It makes me wonder what a lot of those bands out there that basically tour year round don't really have anything at home, no permanent jobs within the last year it makes you wonder like what are the what are they what the hell are they doing? Jason Kaiser is like one of those guys that comes to my mind because the guy's always out there doing stuff and he doesn't really have anything back at home, you know, because he, he loves to be on the road so much. But there's so many guys like him that don't want that. They'd rather just live on the road. And with, you know, with nothing happening these days, that just makes me wonder what is everyone else doing these days? I don't know, Joseph, do you know of like a, a band, like if they're like incorporated or something, are they allowed to receive unemployment? Uh, I don't know. That's not yeah. my specialty at all. Yeah, I remember you talking about the the funding or people getting funding during COVID or something in, in other countries. I don't know if it works because I know a lot of unemployment was being kind of it was more being more you know easily you know you could get it easier than usual. Oh um, yeah, where are you at, Professor? I mean, come on. I'm, yeah, I'm on yeah. unemployment right now. Actually, I can tell you, <laughs> ask, ask as an individual, what it's all about. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I was a band, I'd probably just say everyone in the band just sign up for your individual unemployment. That's probably how <laughs> well, it's we, yeah, yeah. We were talking about Europe, though, like like American bands. It's like get like a Burger King card or some shit. <laughs> <you know? laughs> McDonald's, like yeah, you know, like gift card, like you know. Yeah, different countries had different you know covid relief and and uh, it's a good question how 
Yeah, I mentioned the case of Destruction, the German thrash band that got like a small business grant. That's yeah. the case I knew about. But yeah, that's the that only, that only lasted of. so long. And now they're like, uh, you know, probably because it's yeah. on for like a long time. Because Yeah, I just like, wonder, like, because I know they have the PPP loans and stuff, the payroll yeah. loans. If they would call like a ban if they were incorporated would qualify. But I mean, we're not incorporated. Maybe we got, I can ask Slayer next time I run into them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not america dude no we're yeah here. yeah we're high yeah. and dry here yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty much <laughs> i do know that small uh venues were able to get together and lobby and they passed a bill i don't know if you know about it but yeah some sort like of save our stages billion. yeah that's after, kind of really after after slims gets turned into a yolo yeah. i heard slims was on its way out anyway though it just kind of pushed the kind uh, of pushed yeah, the issue yeah. faster because that was that was like the first like, because they were talking about all oh, people were like, the whole word on the street was like, dude, all the venues are going to close. And I was like, what? Like, I mean, there's got to be a way. Like, that's like such a big industry with like, you, know, you think if they would have gotten, if they would have hung on just a little bit, like for that to pass, maybe Slims could have stayed, you know? I don't yeah, know. I think what's his name? Uh, he's a blues artist that owns it. I think he was just trying to cash out and just retire. He's an older blues artist. He just wanted to get it done. I mean, Slims was kind of not really playing many metal shows uh, towards yeah, the Yeah, I know. We, those were the minority <laughs> gigs there for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking from my perspective. I'm like, fuck, that was a venue that I did have a really good, many a good experiences, you know? So I'm like... Yeah. Well, that's cool. I think the, la the last stimulus did pat like was like 1.7 billion or something for venues, which I was like so Damn. happy to hear, man, that like... That's all. That's a decent chunk for you know to keep a lot of things open. So, um, yeah, that works. That's like my my biggest concerns is like when when touring and shows are allowed to come back. Like what venues survived the whole pandemic? Because yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Like I still wonder like what's gonna happen to the brick by brick. You know, I haven't heard a single thing about them. But I know last time I heard is like they were kind of struggling, and that's yeah. that's basically where we have all of our shows over here. Yeah. yeah is the jumping turtle still around or is that gone it's gone i don't think so they're, they're oh, not yeah. They're, yeah they haven't done shows in like years and if they do it's nothing that we do no, it's, it's a bunch yeah. of bunch of small stuff I think it's but... just like a sports bar now or something some other like different yeah that was like the the first and only place i really got to see uh deeds of flesh back in the day uh on that with the bloodletting tour yeah <laughs> that was so much fun plus <laughs> what well, Oh, is that the one? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, that was uh, what we did. Yeah, that was so fun. I was gonna say, is that the one where all, the power kept on going out, or is that the holy gully? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. know. No, no the there was no power outages. No, the, okay. the, the jumping turtle was just solid, dude. It was oh, yeah, a cool little okay. place. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'd... Here we go again with Anthony saying it was cannabis of, uh... has fucked up my memory. I don't know which one. <laughs> oh, it's which, all good. <laughs> I can't remember a lot of stuff from those days. It's like because there was so many. What venue? Do you guys remember which one I'm talking about though? Where it went out for like the black. The venue went black for every band except for Carnivorous, dude. I don't remember. That's, I think it's probably Holy Holy Gully. Was it? But uh, Anthony's just all like, "What was it? The fucking pink eye in Oklahoma, or was it the holy goalie?" In no, fucking... dude, the pink eye in Oklahoma was fucking <laughs> gross, dude. I know. I, I know. mean, listen to uh, it. It's called the pink eye. <laughs> it wasn't holy Gully, though, because we have pictures of with Odious there with the no moshing sign playing. I'll remember the pink eye because it had no AC in the middle yeah. of the fucking summer. It was the second yeah. hottest show I've ever played. Yeah, that was like a hundred and. 25 degrees on stage i had to i had to take my sandals off dude it was too hot dude <laughs> oh my god yeah. 
Yeah, take your sandals off. Oh my God. <laughs> Should have just played barefoot, man. I've done that. That's what a I did. A couple of times. Yeah. I, I, I sucks. Yeah, yeah of course, up, man. Just kick the shoes off. Let's go, man. Fucking caveman man. style. I'm, I'm rounding them up, dude. I'm finding all the metal heads that play. If you ever need a singer, footwear, I'm sure dude. Anthony will sing for you, dude. Let's <laughs> do that? it. Oh, it's, uh... Who's that warrior on the screen here? We got a pug. This is his name's Bug. He's bugging me. Um, <laughs> eventually, when we're done, they're gonna have to go for their walkies. Oh, nice. yeah. nightly walk, nice. Got yeah, that pug life. Yeah, I had, I had Pugsley and Tasha. Those were my two. Pugsley and Tasha. Now this is Bug, and the other one's uh, Otis. Otis nice. is my oldest Otis. one, but uh, yeah, that's uh, Milo and Otis. Of course, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Had to have one, but uh, yeah. He fits his name perfectly because he just loves to bug everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude, I, I would have to say Milo Notice is the best uh, animal movie of all time. Bro, I've watched it again with my kids, dude. There's The whole movie's narrated by some other guy you never even see. It's well, like, did you oh, see the behind the scenes on that shit of that, those uh, Japanese, like... Uh, don't tell there? me, dude. I think I heard some shit. It's like there's a lot of fucking cruelty involved in that. No, I think like so. five animals die. Well, it's five, uh, dude. No, you I think it took like 10 today. years. <laughs> I think that movie took like 10 years to film because yeah, yeah. It, it was so hard to make animals act, you know, and because it took so long, you know, some of the animals kind of just passed away naturally. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. And plus, like it was filmed in different parts of Japan and different different seasons of the year. So yeah, the movie kind of like kind of like it came out but no one ever really knew this stuff before you know and then you find out later on and you go huh well the movie was worth it because it was cool <laughs> i think like uh, either milo or otis died just from natural causes in the middle of it and, or something and they just yeah. like found another they're like oh this one this guy looks like milo and you know what's funny dude is like i supported cannibal holocaust too and the animals died not and i'm like I'm not saying shit about that but i'm like dude animals died for milo and otis dude Do oh, you guys Joel's frozen <laughs> You guys remember Homeward Bound? Oh, of course. Yeah. Homeward yeah. Bound was like a like a, oh Joel's Joel's got frozen there so there oh, he is. Back. Damn it. He's you guys back. are all frozen too. I was gonna try to take a picture. All your faces were like, man, who doesn't choke up when uh when that golden retriever arrives up on the hill? You're like, oh my oh, god, yeah, dude. Yeah, I gotta go. I got something in my eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of the la there was a Lassie episode that got me when I was real young too, dude. That Lassie came home and I fucking cried. Right, that's going that's a little that's too the far, end of the dude, story though. guys i'm fucking <laughs> no the the hardest death uh, metal my so, my so first back to... my first cry though real quick my first cry was a uh, free willy when he when willy uh, jumped over oh uh, john was, was his first cry dude. <laughs> mine was bingo <laughs> where dude, the wild bro. fern grows everybody <laughs> when, when he over, i just i was nah. too busy trying to burn you that i just realized your first cry was the fruit free willy joke no, it was all about land before time dude yeah. oh dude i posted that the other day that's that, the real shit dude oh, that dude. meme i just posted the other day about like the land like it's all time. it's all like asking your therapist like where did it start all going wrong it shows the scene where like yeah. like it shows the, the baby and the and the mom like talking at the end of all right she dies. all you dudes that are wearing your leather right now and your patches we're sorry but <laughs> we're not sorry we have feelings too <laughs> no, but we're really not because I'm going to continue the conversation real quick because fucking Disney just takes your fucking all the wind out of your sails as a child right in the beginning. They're like, dude, yeah, yeah. parents dying. 
in the beginning of this movie, a parent is going to fucking die. We're going to fucking take the rug out from underneath you, but then we're going to lift you back up by the end, dude. Because yeah, yeah. Th- there's going to be triumph and fucking victorious. Well, it's almost towns. like, uh, you remember, um, what's the, uh, never ending story, uh, at, with the, the horse in the quicksand? The horse. Yeah, and dude, a tray, you, dude. A tray, you, dude. <laughs> Just say it builds <laughs> character, I guess. Yeah, it's like nowadays they wouldn't let kids, I don't dude, think, watch that kind of shit. What a and cool band name idea. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i know in reality you've watched that scene too you're like why isn't that horse trying to get out dude that horse is literally like forced to stay still in that scene. i know i know it's like in reality it wants to get the fuck out of that mud right now but no dude we got so we had two we, we had two options trade dude after watching that we had two options we had either like to like oh fuck this we're tough man we're gonna listen to death metal or go to emo those are the two options after seeing such an emotional scene as a little kid. <laughs> like, Wait, the, that ki- the, the the horse is a tree, right? It's not. That's not. I the think kid's so. Name. Or Ac- uh, Arte- Artex. 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 You know, my first dude. experience with metal was my first like anything metal nice that I could be like was the fucking Unforgiven video with the old man. That was like my first oh, like as a yeah, kid, okay. just like this would come on the TV and just be like. Shit. Oh, that old man quivering! Like that was like the first like heavy metal thing I could ever. Because Guns N' Roses, I wouldn't consider it like metal. Like I, I mean, it's great, but Black Hole Sun, Black Hole Sun tripped me out when I was a kid, dude. Watching oh, that me too. Yeah, that that definitely was like whoa. Beavis and Butthead to... was my first one. Beavis and Butthead, everything. Yeah, everything. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's funny because they would go nuts when they'd hear metallica or pantera i'm like okay well that stuff is cool but then when uh death would come on or cannibal corpse or something morbid angel yeah morbid angel they would just make fun of it like crazy and uh uh, that guy that he did some later shit and he still does like metal drops in his shit um the movie extract right Hmm. there's a guy who works at the factory who wears a cephalic carnage t-shirt and he wears a fu- like all relapse bands basically wow. and you're just like all right dude he's still giving props to the metal scene dude in his shit so that's mike yeah. judge yeah yeah yeah, yeah mike yeah, dude, mike judge dude on the that uh, god of emptiness by morbid angel the beavis and head do it and they go to fucking butthead just going like bow to me <laughs> <laughs> it still hits now love the video Dude, it's though it's so funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm pretty diehard b with some butt but that was i kind of say that oh, was man. my introduction to everything besides uh ace ventura when cannibal corpse came on the movie but yeah, yeah that was that was the youngland days so you just listening to a bunch of winger back then <laughs> <laughs> winger that oh my god some of the strangest music you never see anywhere never hear they, they would just play these random music videos, but that's what I miss about the '90s, you know. Totally, totally. <laughs> uh, a lot of cool stuff back in the days, even though if it, even if it wasn't cool, <laughs> it wasn't easily and music wasn't easily ex- uh, accessible. So it was like whatever they played you, you just like, oh, it's music, so I'll watch Dude, Beavis and Butthead rip on it for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for me, what like one of the first like riffs that was like the cool like metal riff that like friends of mine would try, try to show me on guitar was thunder kiss 65 like oh uh, yeah you yeah. know white zombie white zombie was like oh whoa dude white zombie was like everyone else is like green day offspring and it's like what do you know about white zombie dude <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what like that's the sickest thing i've ever heard in my life like you know i don't that's know why that, somewhere you know, 
Yeah, we, we still actually it's a it's a whenever me and Carrie Jam um, and Trevor with all realms we're just messing around like whenever we're yeah. just there's some silence we always go nanu nanu dun, dun, dun. we just go into it. We, just, oh, we just have these humongous oh, grins on our faces yeah it's super fun. i gotta join in on that <laughs> yeah. it's good dude. just to break silence that's a good yeah. album that last six or whatever that is it's oh uh, hell yeah dude fucking white zombie was the shit Oh yeah. Oh, did I did it note it did it uh, did it sound like I came into the conversation? From no, you, you nailed it. No, you nailed it. Now, now it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, no. White Zombie was yeah. definitely fucking one of my first fucking rock out sessions, dude. In my room. <laughs> what was that? What was the, what was that other song that was the with the more human than human? Yeah, yeah. With the oh, slide. Like, you have to always turn it down when your parents come in the room. No, you have to turn it. Yeah, you have to turn it down because there'd be like a porn scene in the beginning. Oh yeah, like, in the beginning. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chicks moaning and shit. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. mom might hear me. Dude. I can't listen. Burn an X in your head. Burn an yeah. X in your head, and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. I had that shirt, dude. And I was a twelve. I was like that, yeah, yeah, I bought that album very young, dude. Like twelve, thirteen. No, I was yeah. definitely. I had to have been like close to teenage because my parents would let me fucking take the bus to the next city over to the mall they had a sam goody and i think it was just a sam goody at the time and and i would just flip through shit in there and i yeah found white zombie on just the cover same thing how we talked about just it's crazy like how death metal's changed like i was just thinking about today i listened to deicide for the first time in like fucking five years here or today and like thinking about like the first time you see glenn benton and like how scary he was like he like scared the shit out of me like like no one scares me in death metal now like there's no, like everyone's everything's everything's kind of kind of like everyone's nicer now like everyone's like cooler nicer more open like let's hang out let's smoke a joint let's drink a beer blah blah but like back then like glenn benton like legitimately like worried me like i was like <laughs> like seeing a guy with an upside down crossing all that stuff and a burst into his head like i was i felt it was a different feeling of like scariness you know now i guess black metals try to take that over a little bit cool. with being evil or something like that but you told me I was, to shut I up was... one time yeah not like directly but <laughs> we, we like went to see vital remains with like tim young on the drums and glenn benton and dave suzuki whatever that year was that whole you know i saw that thing. <laughs> yeah yeah and i was at the you remember the um the galaxy theater in santa Ana? did you ever go there mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. So I went two it. days in a row while he yeah. was wearing that he, mankind. Yeah, you were probably mask. there. Yeah, the I was just about I was to say, you yeah. the mask and the fucking yeah. the nail arm band thing, yeah. whatever. And I was like in the front, like with Dan, and like we were just rocking out to it, like it's early two thousands. And then uh, I kept like yelling, like "Turn up the triggers!" Like as I couldn't hear like the the bass triggers, you know. And then, like, I, at some point, he was just like, shut up. <laughs> so I, actually, I was like, I was young, though. dude. I was like 20 or something. I don't know. You're just devastated. No, I, I just <laughs> laughed. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was, uh, well, my first show at the Pound was Morbid Angel Deicide. They did a two night thing there. And that was, it, uh, I had heard Deicide before, but it really didn't like set in like the, the, the evil aspect of it until i yeah, saw yeah. d speaking of live. evil that dog dude and i was only <laughs> <He's> brutal <laughs> you hear that Brutal's growls. is it uh what's the yeah. what's the dog band that you like Wait. jewel what is it called oh caninus dude caninus 
doesn't <laughs> doesn't he's hold ready, a candle he's ready to hate for beak, a guest though. spot, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did a split with hate beak back in the day. Yeah, I think they did a split. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they did a split. Caninus. I'm gonna call you out right now, real quick, Joey. You've worked out to that shit, dude. Dude, so yeah, I would like, I would like, it would be part of this like little mix I had back when I was like hitting the gym back in the day in like 2000. I mean, that this whole gym. I remember like. Like just listen to it and I'm like, I'm gonna keep a straight face while working out to K9. It's like I just wanna look it's normal music. And like I remember like this like fucking kind of like this like kind of chunky lady was going like this and it was all <laughs> and she was like working out to it. And I just started like cracking up like almost like she like looked over and I'm like, it's all good, dude. But, like, phone call or something. I'm like, this workout is over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just was like, I remember just thinking to myself, like, I wish people could just hear my headphones for like 25 seconds of what i'm like i'm just jamming out i'm listening to a dog singing right now That's the, dude, the universe jumped in with you for a second and was like i'm gonna make an old lady dance with you right now just, just going to, with yeah. the beat i was dying dude still one of the funniest things i've ever seen on my own it's like another situation where uh you're hearing something with like a nice heavy groove and then you see someone slow walking across the street it's like dun 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 <laughs> You're the only one laughing, but it's like the most funniest thing in the whole world. That's <laughs> only for like, you. That's only you for t- you in that moment. Yeah, you have, yeah the exactly. TV, you have the TV paused or whatever, and you have like, or um, you have it muted, and you just have, are playing like gnarly, like chunky death metal. And like you see another band playing, and they're just like kind of like. I one time I had Primus like a pod or a muted and just like playing like some like slam band or something and they were just going like perfectly with it like, just like i don't know something my dad and i have always laughed at that like it's a like yeah. the wizard of o- wizard of oz and pink floyd just trying to link shit up oh yeah <laughs> i think slam is like the funniest one though yeah, yeah. i've seen that a lot with like Maybe the we should put some slam with uh wizard of oz and see what happens during the fucking uh lollipop kids yeah. dance they what's gotta the, walk super slow though. <laughs> what's the cannibal song that goes? That's Hammer Smash Face. Hammer Smash Face. Okay, yeah. There's like a ton of videos of that, like with people dancing, like. Yeah, for sure. There's also, I think it's is it Sesame Street or Muppets? It's Muppets with the Dying Fetus song. That's a classic. Oh yeah, that's an older one. That's an older one. Animal yeah. blasting. <laughs> yeah, animal blasting, dying fetus. That's a classic. <laughs> Weren't they on South Park or something? Or how was that? They were on Adult Swim. Like uh Adult Swim does like a concert series. They've had like a bunch of death metal bands. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a South Park episode of like Dying Fetus, isn't there? Oh, as characters, maybe. Or like, or well, they like actually recently or something, right? Yeah, it's yeah, actually they... like brutal death metal infused into an episode. But it was yeah. like a band that I think Stan started or something like that. But there was actually like it was like I think it was Dying Fetus. I'm not sure, yeah, but that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was still pretty cool though. Oh yeah, they do appear. Yeah, You're right. I would play <laughs> it, but if that would be a, a big copyright no no. That was two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> 2019. You're that is nice it. to get a nod from all these like you know mainstream avenues of art and whatever and and yeah. ones that still appreciate our little fucking niche genre of music they give their props you know so i, I dig that shit for sure and it's always cool to I, there's even like little kid shit dude my son has come across stuff early in his life where they're referencing metal and where he it goes over his head obviously they're not talking about any of the extreme shit but it's just like 
he's come across stuff where they're explaining the differences between black metal, grindcore, and death metal, dude. In one little episode of something that he saw, it was one of the craziest things that happened to me. I'm like, what? I, I was I was doing Crazy. dishes in the other room, dude, or not in the other room, but like in the kitchen, and I could still hear the TV, and all of a sudden I heard, uh viking black metal or some shit i was like wait what the fuck is going on in there so i ran in and i rewound it and i I don't know the show and i don't remember all the genres of metal that they referenced but it was a few pretty like whoever wrote this need it actually knew about like the subgenres of of black metal and death metal and grindcore and shit so Mm -hmm. that was cool to have like a little 15 second excerpt of that and then uh there's also like a pixar movie that's got mastodon the mom's like waiting for their the kids to come out in one of the monster inc movies or whatever and she's just sitting there in her car and she starts playing music and it's mastodon you're like okay so there's somebody everybody who wants to like give their nod to it they do and that's cool and they do it tastefully too that's awesome it's like brutal metal Easter eggs. You're always going to find them yeah. in whichever big band or movie there is. You'll you'll find them. You know, no matter how big a band is, I think that they're always going to kind of like put that in there so you see it or or kind of like know a little bit about it. And like you know, you're I, saying, Beavis and Butthead paved the way for that. Like they opened the doors, and now everybody else is throwing them in there. And and it goes over so many people's heads. You know, it's like they hear that mastodon, they're like they just move on with their life you know it's like they, that's not going to stick in their head but then the guys that they're like us is like oh shit that's mastodon or oh shit they're fucking talking about grindcore you're just like all right this well, is just are, for us you know these are rad examples of like it like making sense and stuff and being like yeah that's really cool they like interjected that into a you know cartoon or whatever and that's you know but like my memory back in the day was just like oh yeah you know gummo that movie yeah so it was like a mm. malevolent creation song at the end when they're you know like you're just like yeah okay gummo death. okay i can see that you know it's like this crazy yeah you look at that comp the compilation the the soundtrack to that album there's yeah. tons of is like, there obscure shit in there yeah, yeah. Nice. i think gummo was the first like introduction to me when i heard uh bethlehem and yeah, uh yeah exactly. that one song of bethlehem like i honestly never really yeah. listened to it before until it came out in gummo um it's uh pretty unique stuff you know i mean <laughs> i love the soundtrack but the movie and yeah i can't explain that movie to anybody it's so so weird but it was just it's just fun to watch especially when you like when you're with a bunch of people <laughs> Well, I think that if, I mean, I don't want to go too deep in it because I don't really, I can really can't, but I know Harmony Corrine went like that movie was shot in sections. Like it was shot in chunks. Yeah. Like, and then he molded the story afterwards. Like, and, and in a way that, that, that's totally, I look at that as art and I'm like, that's super chill. Not super chill. That's super awesome for somebody to grab a bunch of random things, put it together and try and make it a linear or somewhat linear story. Mm-hmm. Um, but the imagery is fucked up. Imagery is fucked up. <laughs> Just about everything about that movie is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but but same. That's what he was like trying so. to peer into something that is real. I mean, you will find a place like that somewhere on the fucking surface of this planet, you know? Yeah. So let's do let's do a little quiz real quick. So Joseph left. Does he? Do you know what movie we're talking about? Can you can you, can you guess like the weirdest 
awkward movie shot in sections i don't even put together you, after I, the fact i'm not even a movie guy and and i was like wondering like would it disrupt the podcast if i like asked what movie you guys are talking about i'm trying to was hoping of, like, that you guys would just pass over the fact that i wouldn't know but <laughs> nope we're here we're full on in it right now so what is it hey, we gotta, just tell me bunny gummo. ears gummo gummo a town decimated in ohio by tornadoes and never seen a lot of death metal on the soundtrack yeah, he, no shit. Yeah, he's younger, you know. Did he's, you watch? Gummo was you a like, big part did of you ever our like generation. To watch up shit? Why aren't you older, Joseph? Like, why are you? <laughs> I know, dude. Hurry up and grow up, dude. No, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, okay. Uh, what's the most uncomfortable you've ever been watching a film, Joseph? What film is that <laughs> exactly? Well, That's I don't gonna... know if it's okay. So, just in terms of classic horror kind of discomfort, The Shining for sure. And oh, then, this is way worse. Yeah, this as... looks fucked up as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it'll make you feel like bad about yourself <laughs> in so many ways. Yeah. Well, no, you'll it'll make you feel even worse that you that that other people have it worse. For you guys sure. remember but kids? I, of okay. course, I, that's I, what I was about to say. Kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wrote that. So and the it, same. Yeah, people, yeah, such a that's a very very powerful film too. And yeah. what's crazy about that is that he wrote it when he was eighteen, Harmony Corrine, and then the dude who directed it had never directed a film before that. Um, a lot of the actors are just random New York skater kids, like for real, like they've never acted before. So like, and and it's one of those movies where you feel like, it, wait, is this real? Like, am I watching a reality film or is this scripted? You know, in times you're like, oh, this actually feels just like a, an actual situation we're just like peering into. So I, I thought that that was cool that he was 18 when he wrote it. Director never directed before. Actors never really acted before. And, and it's one of these things that is a very powerful cinematic experience. Boom. Anthony yeah, yeah. is done with his rant. <laughs> so uh so steve uh you drive buses now don't you it's been driving for nine years <laughs> it's been nine years already I remember when you first got that job on on facebook and seeing you post about it um so it's been okay. nine years what, tell us some tell us some your yeah, craziest, tell us about that tell us your uh, just craziest, imagine uh, p- picking up people from the movie gummo in your bus <laughs> <laughs> I, I deal with i deal with like the finest characters you can imagine just about oh, every man. single day you, um, you can't you can't touch them if they get violent with you i mean like if they like can you put your hands um, on them they tell you no but if they do come at you and like try to attack you then you can defend yourself yeah, and by defending obviously. yourself you can uh put them down on the ground because i'm not gonna let them put me down on the ground for nothing yeah at that point it's not about your job it's about you you know yeah, it's about your safety yourself. and well-being yeah. Like, but you like, job. you just lay there like a board just let the beat you up. <laughs> dude i gotta yeah, i gotta get paid on friday dude i gotta get that <laughs> check dude so stab me there stab me there <laughs> yeah, stab luckily, me there they'll be able to sew it up real quick dude <laughs> Yeah, like luckily, I mean, when I can, this job does let me find some time to go out and tour for however long I can with the, the pay time off option I have. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's it's just brutal, though, like this kind of job, like 13 hour days dealing with crazy people all the time. Um, it's mostly just a lot of old people. But the city that I'm driving, well, the part of my city that I'm driving in is like the City Heights area. And man, I, I swear to God, I think everyone's on meth. Um, yeah, just about everybody. But, you know, I think I think it 
keeps it more entertained, you know, it's just cause it's like more of a rough area, but, um, at least it's not boring <laughs> compared to some of the <laughs> other, other routes that I have to drive. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to take care of a lot of, um, the stuff that I'm trying to finish with, you know, writing and things like that. Cause the hours are just so long and crazy and, and, uh, it's, uh, just driving basically sitting down for like, I don't know, a total of maybe like nine hours out of 13 a day driving a bus, but at least Jesus. it's comfortable. Jeez. So that's, that's a normal shift is like a 13 hour shift. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being on tour kind of, but without the oh, it's like a road trip from here to San Francisco every day. I know your yeah. next tour. You're like, I am Crazy. not fucking driving. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, actually, exactly, yeah. they always joke around with me saying, um, Hey, Steve's a bus driver. You should make him try drive the tour bus. I'm like, hey, fuck <laughs> that. I came on this tour not to drive. You yeah. drive the bus. So that means yeah. you got your class A then, right? Class B. Oh, class B. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, for the for the bus, you just need class B. But um, sometimes I wish that I would take over a bus on specific tours because the last one we did in Europe, uh, this guy was like the worst bus driver ever. We would sleep with our feet towards the driver. Because if he would break hard, we would have to like catch ourselves with our feet in those little bunkies, you know. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. your feet than your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better you better put your feet driver's side and uh, prepare yourself in case he like stomps on the brake or something like that. Have you ever yeah, looked into driving some... vans? Have you ever looked into it? Mm, I don't think they really have uh, a good a, service like that here or full time service. It's a but, union, right? It's a unionized thing. I think this, right? they, this one that I do, yeah. But for I don't know, driving coach buses for for bands and stuff. Shit, I think I might end up hating bands if I had to deal with like like the the Motley Crue type of band, you know, where they're just like the biggest pain in the ass is you're like, hey, stop damaging my bus. Or, you know, they're yeah. just egging you on while you're trying to like operate this huge bus. You know, uh, night, I think I've kind of been driving, that person. Yeah. Night driving, trying oh, to yeah. nap during the day. Fucking yeah. There's just shit yeah. everywhere. Just yeah, like, no, you, <laughs> you would have to basically fuck off and go to sleep while everyone else yeah. is having fun and then when it's time to drive through the night you're you're listening to all their bullshit behind you drinking all night until like the sun rises and you're just beat up and tired uh I, i've thought that's about it that's not necessarily true from what i've heard of like of bigger bands and stuff like that touring they have to make sure their bus driver has to stop after eight hours mm-hmm. you need to go buy him a hotel He's got to stay there at a hotel. He gets dropped off at the hotel. He gets, takes a taxi to the hotel. He it comes back a bus call, and then he just fucking leaves. Like if anyone's not there, the bus calls at three a.m. If you're not fucking there, then you're you're gonna be yeah. It's just gonna be you know they're not gonna have their drummer or whatever. <laughs> like that's that's just what's happening next. Like I'm just doing my job. Um, I mean that's what from what I've heard they like they're required after they can only drive eight hours. Yeah, all the truck ha- drivers, same thing. Like the eighteen wheeler guys, they have to. They have to yeah. log their hours and all that shit, and they're supposed to sleep and rest for a certain amount of time before they get. On the, I mean, dude, it's I like want or to do that. you could be a truck driver, or you could just take a bunch of meth, <laughs> drive like drive all the way there, and just sleep for three days, and then. <laughs> it was weird. The last year tour that we did, uh, the bus driver had a a bunk bed that was like this weird little hole where the stairs were and yeah, so yeah. like yeah so when we would um 
you know, go out and do our day, you know, like he would turn off the bus, you know, disconnect the power. So we, you know, we, we wouldn't want to stay there anyways, because there's no power in there. And he would just like slide in that little crawl hole bed and just be there and sleeping. And like, man, that's got to suck. Yeah, that's where yeah. the... Uh... Where the Polish road uh, road crew for cryptopsy was, they would just like yeah. just go like under the bus, like in some like hole, and like and it's then a weird yeah. bed. Yeah, that's, like, that's oh. funny. Our last bus driver was Polish too, and uh, he did not. I don't think he liked us very much. <laughs> he probably he probably did if he got drunk with you. That's kind of uh, how a lot of Polish people are. They're like they act all tough, and then like you drink with them, and they're just like yeah brother we're fucking bros now that's, just, that's <laughs> or you like fight them so that's just what goes on I mean, there are some cool bus drivers out there like uh we had a pretty cool bus driver on the uh like europe bloodletting thing that we did and uh the guy's name was Vern. the guy would like to hang out with us smoke a cigarette have a beer and then and then go back to his normal thing but uh they were pretty cool guy he was a, like a german guy i think well, most German guys are pretty cool out there anyways, but uh, you either get a cool bus driver or you're going to have to get the one where you sleep with your feet towards the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, weird. Like on some mornings, uh, I don't know how or what, but in the mornings while we're all sleeping, the bunks would be so hot. Like it's like we thought that he was putting the, the heater on on purpose to us. But the thing is, the sun was like hitting the top of the of the bus so hard that, uh, like, he's like, no, I'm not putting the heater on. The sun is just kind of like breaking through. So it would just be like the most hottest, most putrid like bunk beds. And I was like, man, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Rough. Rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the, the leisures of touring, being stinky and hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted to ask, yeah. I wanted to ask you a couple of things. Uh, one was about your logo designer work yeah. you've been doing. Can you uh, tell us a bit about how you got into logo designing and and how far that's you know you've pretty much done like I was looking at just your metal archives page of all the logos you've done. I'm like, oh, that's a sick band. That's a sick like so many sick bands. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you're the guy. I just realized like you're the guy who's done it all. So and it was kind of new to me. I didn't realize that. So it started cool. off with me just doing mine. And then, like, I did one for cephalotropy, and then so I did some. I did another one for a friend's band called Gortuary, and then it kind of just kind of like started, kind of like growing from there. And eventually, I just said, oh, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make a, a a little page on on MySpace and try to mm -hmm. make a little business out of it and sell these things maybe for like forty bucks after I've, you know, kind of established something." And then eventually, later on, uh, it definitely uh, grew bigger and bigger, and and um, I've done a lot of other things that are not just like uh, metal bands, but like, man, I, I did I did this like a French electro uh, dark dark electro group that I'm still waiting to put out his project, but uh, uh, he hit me up and I did a bunch of work for him, and um, and then like a little while ago, uh, Mark Riddick put me in like one of his books called Logos from Hell and published it so like i have like a, my own little section there um and just to kind of like add more incentive like lately i've been like making like little premiere videos uh of the logo that i just finished for the band uh and i'll like i'll make like little graphics and add the music so it's not just like you know the art that you're you know viewing but you're also you know listening to the uh, the artist itself 
So mm -hmm. like, I'm always trying to find ways to kind of like um, add a little incentives here and there and kind of market myself in, in ways like that. But uh, it's it's been doing well. And plus, like, uh, not just logos, but like graphic design, like uh, all design, like uh, like CD layouts or like vinyl layouts. And, and when I do, I don't just kind of slap it together. I like I'll really like integrate your artwork and try to make like a really cool graphic out of it. So when you see it, like the, the thing to me is like when uh, when you're looking at your album, you it's supposed to last you forever and and time you know so when you're just looking at it you don't want it to look lame you know where you just oh it's a book with lyrics you know like i want to kind of like make it like a uh like a piece of your history so so like i always try like especially with like a uh, disentomb i mean the guys invest so much money into their artwork and and like when they give it to me it's just like little pieces of art but i'll kind of like try to blend it together and make it like a little storybook or something like that and, and then like uh just to add to it like i'll make like a uh, text or fonts or like logos and and um you know just kind of like put my little touches here and there but yeah i'm still still doing them still looking for different different types of stuff to do where can people uh, get a hold of you if they if they're like aspiring death metal bands and stuff that are listening to this where can they get a hold of you to do logos and stuff just message me either on my personal page um or the the business itself that i started uh, malevolent icons um like it's it's its own facebook page they could just message me right there and then i'll just give them a quote uh and basically the way i do it is um i'll just talk to them about what they want uh just make a bunch of rough sketches like however many it takes until we land the right one and and then I'll, as soon as we find it i'll just start inking it in and, and sending them update after update until, until we find the right one so are you doing uh, mostly as a freehand or are you using computer or how are you doing it? Uh, I, I use freehand. I think I get a better flow of just using raw hand instead of like just sitting there with a tablet or something like that. Uh, I prefer like the old school style, like pencil and paper and tracing paper and like, you know, like drawing paper. Uh, besides, I don't even have time to sit sit in front of a computer. Like I either, you know, because I, you know, work such long hours, I'll take the sketchbook with me and just work on it in between like my little free times. Love it, dude. I love yeah, it's that. pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's rad. I'm actually I have the video that you put out uh, a couple years ago of just like the demo of you working, and it looks fucking sick. And <laughs> right now, I'm literally watching where it scrolls through all those different logos you've done. So no, sick, I totally. Yeah. I got like I'm gonna be honest right now. I got a, a even more interested once you started telling me it was pen and paper. You know, like, yeah. I, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to downplay any computer graphics you know designing and all that shit. I'm, i know that 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 fucking is hard work dude i'm not i'm not a, but just for something because we we had a taste of what it was before all that and and that's what we prefer like just like handmade shit hand done paintings hand drawn shit handmade shit just like that totally gets me my dick so much harder because <laughs> <laughs> it's true it really does it just makes me like focus more on whatever is being talked about right now like that's exactly made me sit up just a little bit more and listen like okay 
he he draws with his with, with a pen or pencil and paper. That's fucking great because the arm at, as the way to exit ideas out of your head, like that's that's the way. I mean, yeah, you got keyboard translates better with like uh, paper on on paper, you know, pencil on paper, and then uh, you know, like when I ink it in, I actually have like some programs that'll like vectorize it and turn it into like a you know, like a graphic, but then like, I have to kind of fix a few things up and, and like test it out in a negative space and, and make sure that uh, it looks good, like as a graphic. But yeah, my first preference is do it more like the natural way, just like a just like a hand, handcrafted drawing, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't honestly don't think I could really draw like that, like on a computer, I feel better with just like a natural hand, like on something like a canvas. So on this issue of what logos you don't want to draw, what? <laughs> I literally you... was gonna fucking. That was what I was about to share, dude. Really? Yeah, I had the same <laughs> ex imperatus. I was like, "How much did you quote these guys for that?" Like, uh, that was a while ago. I don't know. <laughs> you did this? But, okay. Okay. Yeah. Where the I had fuck a feeling you did. You that. I was kidding. Where oh, no, the straight, fuck no, straight, you no, Anthony, on. I straight up was just kidding about him doing this, and he did it. Oh yeah, it's in the. Promo I didn't even know video. he did this. Oh I honestly God. didn't know he did this. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, oh, dude, there's a way like to a say that. Yeah, there's a way to say this, but I don't know how to say it. But they, um, I guess they had this logo um, broadcasted on like a TV show in their country, and they were able to say it on the TV show. But it, for short, is you just say X Imperatus. Yeah. but yeah when i'm actually glad i did this one because you actually see this thing around like all over the place now and everybody talks about it i want the shirt so, <laughs> the logo. they're a good band too you know their their first album kind of reminds me of like just really slapping dying fetus it's actually pretty good yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm definitely i don't care i mean i'm i'm so x imperatus is the abbreviated version yeah so it's abbreviated um, with words like <laughs> pull it back up joel oh yeah i'll pull it back up yeah so it's, that's what it says you'll so see it so like actually i want to know the full band name though and i really want to oh, so click right. out of there no, just so this, you can is it, see. this is it right here yep. oh my god <laughs> it's actually hey, let me try, i gotta give it a go the phonetics Ex-imperitus is right there yeah. <laughs> the ship to look at the bottom it says spoken as say spoken as oh shit oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do this one try this one okay that's what i was Ex- doing Ex-impira yeah. to Zebib. i don't know what the fucking <laughs> that, that is yeah, i don't know I'll just move on to the Gakith. <laughs> no, nope. I just stick with X Imperatus. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a pretty cool name, just X Imperatus. Oh. Well, liar. It is actually we'll cool. Liar. Name. We liar. We liar. Zath Zulum. Whoa. Hey, there are some uh, way worse it? than this too. I just want to know what's the uh the origin. Where's that? What does that stem described, from? Like? Described in dead languages of the East, it says. Whoa, that's pretty. That makes it cool, dude. Super that, cool. That <laughs> makes it cool for me, dude. I don't give a shit. Especially because they uh, like. like gave you like a, a way to like a basic way to pronounce it. Just say ex imperatus and you're done. Like mm-hmm. when I first saw it, I'm like, are they expecting people to go like? Yeah, you don't go check out X Imperator. <laughs> but if it's a dead language, like how do they know if it's really said that way? 
There's no recordings. They're scholars, man. Who knows? I, I don't know. They're from, they're from Belarus so, or Belarus. So, yeah, they have know. a bunch of albums out already, and they but keep putting yeah. out merch. Yeah, I follow them. I'm not them saying there. they specifically. I'm just saying like anybody who is like got a written version of a word in a dead language. Like you're gonna. I don't know how you tell me how it sounds because <laughs> where's the recording if it's an ancient dead language? It, there's usually like a train of scholarship that you know they're like i know this dude, is what we know this is that's what why we, we have that's yeah. why you're here the professor dude you're supposed to school me on this dude <laughs> make me right now, make bro. me feel like a piece of shit for talking <laughs> shit about all these years of transcribing languages dude. it's like jurassic park like how the fuck do they know what dinosaurs sounded like they could have been like Duh. dude like, <laughs> now i hear they have feathers like what the fuck dude <laughs> Yeah, this T Rex was so dead, dead. <laughs> T Rex, like in real life. <laughs> well, how do you know? Arms. Like, no one's ever heard of T Rex. I'm just letting you know, no one's ever heard it. So, exactly, you could study vocal cords, I guess, but still, the, let us take the role of the dumb layman and be like, Yeah, dude, what the fuck, dude? I never heard it, dude. Like, the trees fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it's John Gallagher. That's what a T Rex sounds like, dude. <laughs> You guys haven't heard the band T-Rex? Come on. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, why don't you take us home, Steve, and talk about the last album, His Divine Shadow? Uh, His Divine Shadow. It was pretty cool. Like it, it was the third album where we basically had a huge change in the lineup. I'm, I'm basically the only original person uh, you know, that was in this one you know, compared to when uh, Realms of the Ungodly came out. Uh, it's so hard to keep guys in the band, you know, like things always happen, people change, people move on. But, um, you know, like I, it was the first time that I actually had to learn to write an album without a drummer and kind of create the drums myself. And um, so like, it was, it was a good learning experience. I finally showed up to a studio with click tracks. So um it was easier for that guy but um it was also kind of like another way of like uh finding that that style again because i used to just write everything with Forrest, the uh, former drummer and um this time i had to kind of like come out with the ideas uh just out of my own head but um no it was a cool process like uh i i had the the music basically sent off to uh to a friend of mine that was working with eric rutan and uh, his name is Art. He's he was working at a uh, Mana Studios, and uh, he we we tracked here at home, and then we sent it over there, and and uh, he just reamped and and did everything and and made it sound really good. And it was it was kind of cool, you know, having like Eric Rutan kind of like like just like monitoring it and and like like you know seeing how how things were going and like putting his two cents in here and there with like my friend that was a uh doing everything i'm not not sure about what we're going to do for the next one but uh this one was definitely a, a a good experience to to learn you know for the current one that i'm gonna i'm about to do uh mm -hmm. whenever that's ready well i've gotten to hear a snippet and i can tell you it's fucking sick so far yeah and <laughs> yeah that shit is gonna be the sickest death metal when it comes out yeah, i'm super stoked to hear it what do you guys sign? Well, who's the what, what labels are coming out on? Um, we are still with Unique Leader. Um, we we signed a two album extension, and it was like one of the last like uh, 
the last and final deals that we we were able to set up with like uh eric rest in peace um but yeah he uh we you know we set something up and uh um so for the moment we're gonna you know have these two albums and you know see see how everything goes from there um and uh hopefully try to like put out like more content with it like a music video or something like that but uh, the way things are these days, I probably a, a good idea to kind of like uh, take our time with it, you know, so hopefully when we're, we release it, um, hopefully things will be back in full swing and, um, you know, be able to do do something with it. I, I can't imagine, you know, how many bands are just waiting to tour uh, a bunch of albums that they put out last year and they can't do nothing. You know, but plus it gives me more time to like think about wh what I'm doing with it. But it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good, man. I got like the cover already done and some other artwork for it, and um, I just need to finish like three more songs, and it'll basically be done. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so I've had that one riff stuck in my head from the, <laughs> the song you sent. Yeah, uh, like, I'm digging it. Sorry. I got I got plenty of it. I got plenty of stuff coming up for that um but i think you know like i know we were talking a lot about solid state and two vamps before uh for that album for the his divine shadow um we reamped with the uh, pv5150 and i and i loved it and everything but i think for the next one i want to go with that dirty grindy chunky guitar tone probably like with one of my one of my tones and uh try to like nail that that original sound that we put out back in the day that's basically what I'm trying to do with this new one is uh, put out this album that's more reminiscent to the original sound. Have you thought about, um, since you love aspects and kind of what Casey was piggyback on, what Casey was saying, um, it sounds like someone's farting in the background. No. But, uh, <laughs> oh, it's bug. a fuck. It's bug, <laughs> I'm all dude. I'm all dude. It's, 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 it's on the podcast. Just let it out, brother. Yeah. <laughs> bug loves the attention and he's not getting enough yeah yeah but um have you ever thought about possibly what's up buddy <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's good but uh have you thought of the possibility of like trying to like do what casey was saying earlier like have one solid state one one just like trying to blend maybe blend the two sounds yeah i'm open i'm open to try anything i, I mean all i really would like is to just make the guitars sound as chunky and heavy as possible i want them to kind of be like the highlight of it all you know where it's just right in your face like the most heaviest down tune guitars ever you know all right i'm putting, putting you on the spot right now what's your favorite guitar tone album of all time uh probably broken hope uh loathing <laughs> okay nice, dude. yeah nice. that's my favorite one that's a good, uh, that's I mean, a good I, one i got i got a few others but i think that's the one that stands out to me the most yeah i, I know it's like a it's like a, a tube amp, but that's like the kind of tone that I'm always trying to emulate with, with, uh, with what I use. And so, yeah, I mean, usually what I go for is that low bassy kind of like scooped mid, like brutal guitar tone sound, you know, and Dude, uh, fucked with, uh, so I went to this guy's house that I bought, I bought these, uh, I bought like a bunch of Mesa cabinets he was selling. And, um, he was like, Oh, I got these uh, other things I'm selling too. And it was, it was a 412 and that was a 215 cab and yeah 215 and it was like a guitar cab and he was just chunking on it and it was just like what the fuck like if i was playing like heavy shit this is exactly what i would get and it had this like i don't it was a custom 215 
and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's like the bass just like was like you almost don't need a bass player anymore. Like it was like crushing. Like um, I don't know, I haven't gone too much into it after that, but he had an eight string guitar and he was chunking on it. I was like, what the fuck? Like I almost want to just buy it just to have it, but um, yeah, no, that's that could be a. I don't know, some nerd shit to look into. I have no idea. You tuned to to, to B. We um we're we're C sharp pretty much, right? Yeah. So that's probably now, that's, not what we'd be going Um for. I actually have uh one of those Marshall cabs. <laughs> um, yeah. I I prefer it more. I, I like selection speaker type cabs. Like I I've tried like Vader and stuff and those MS and speakers. Um, and they sound okay, but I prefer more like a uh, selection type speakers. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I got one of those, one of those, uh, four by 12, uh, Marshall cabs and I have it set up. So it's like double plugged and, and stereo in the back and, and, uh, just to kind of like distribute the wattage a lot, a lot yeah, more. Yeah. And it's, it's sounds pretty heavy, man. It's like a lot of bass, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, sounds, it sounds super deep. No, there's some, uh some wacky stuff out there man <laughs> but yeah isn't like this like the size of the speaker also like the kind of like the tightness of like like the yeah, quick, yeah. quickness of it yeah so like a like 10 inch versus 12 so if you're going low inch. end i mean if you're going a low chunk with a with a distortion yeah. a, a 15 inch would probably make more sense if you're chunking and holding out if you're doing like a a chunk like dun, 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 you're trying to like mm. be tight then a, a 15 would be kind of dumb but like it's like, like a, a mix of 12s and a 15 like that's 12. what i'm saying yeah yeah that'd be yeah. cool i think that'd be a cool yeah. idea but it's like if you're a death metal person like you don't want to like you, you you want a nice sound system in your car you don't want 12s in your car like you want a 10 inch subwoofer you want a, you want a 12 a 12 inch subwoofer for the boom 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 yeah you know, like a 10 inch one that's like it has like a tighter like a yeah, bass exactly. attack so it's like yeah. more for like the double bass and stuff you'd want to two 10 inch ones rather than 115 you know you'd want or uh 112 you'll get more out of that 10 inch with a good with a good amp totally exactly yeah. exactly i think i had like a 610 bass cabinet before yeah yeah we, i've had the 610 and the 810 yeah. before exactly um, yeah that's right yeah it's weird like, with with live bass it's kind of weird you don't i mean there's just a, for death metal you don't want to use anything bigger than a 10 playing with a, through a bass amp but um, just because it's unless you're going like really slow and stony, then maybe you want to go like a 15, but like a, a, a 10 inch. I know we're getting too too dorky about it, but a 10 inch. Last like, time you went slow and stony, dude. Dude, last <laughs> night with your fucking brother. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said mother, but I figured I would. I know Vincent. I don't know your mom. Yeah, you got too much respect. <laughs> you derailed it. <laughs> you put some uh, respect on my mom's name. I, I put some respect on it. Those Italians, I don't want to get shot. Fucking. <laughs> well, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, I know you have to get to work early tomorrow, and I know you've worked 13 hours a day, man. I, I fucking super appreciate you uh, putting her, uh, you know, a little bit of time with us. We with all do, dude. Pugs. Yeah, we all appreciate Yeah, it was it cool. There's actually a lot of reminiscing because, I mean, you guys yeah. all kind of like fall somewhere in my past, you know, with like, you know, previous bands and tours and stuff like that. So I, I thought it was a uh, really cool to kind of just like bring up some of these old memories because, you know, somewhere um, in my path, you know, in my past, uh, a lot of you guys have something to do with it. And like, it was just kind of cool to like reminisce and like uh, reopen those old memories. Well, cool, oh, yeah. And then Tyson is, is dr drumming for you guys right now, right? 
at the moment we're we're drummerless. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Pretty little Casey. Your last thing. No, I was looking at that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, that's what we, I saw too. I saw that too. We got we got someone lined up for like the album itself, but um, nice. in the meantime, we're just going to keep an eye out for you know the next guy. You know, yeah. see what we can. So it, it happens. You know, yeah. But yeah, I'm always going to be the the old the last one standing. But at least, as long as I find a way to keep it going, um, whenever whenever things start opening up again. Okay. but uh but yeah like we you know we kind of just went our separate separate ways and uh so in the meantime i'm just going to keep writing and then hopefully i can as uh, long as you want it to keep going dude it'll keep going yeah you'll make it hey, you're make a signed it brutal yeah. death metal band there's gonna be fucking people that are gonna be lining up to at least try out you know something it's actually been kind of like a, a nice little vacation because uh you know now i can kind of like take a little bit of time and we can just kind of work on things at home uh not have to worry about showing up to rehearsal so much and i can just take more time to just write and and figure things out on the side and then eventually when things get better again uh and open up then uh figure out things from there you know but you know we'll we'll figure it out you could just yeah. find one of these yeah. new style style uh, stallions like joseph that just come through and like mm-hmm. fucking play yeah. bass guitar drum like whatever <laughs> part in your band they'll just saxophone like, dude. saxophone <laughs> like they'll give you a, philo- a philosophy like lesson afterwards and, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh i mean joseph's like well, one of those like if you ask him about unemployment shredding he's, he's no good <laughs> no no don't ask him about like yeah about like band unemployment stuff real <laughs> life i'm not good at i'm book smart i'm not street smart but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh low-key though no 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 i it's it's uh it's it was fun checking out the new shit and let's Hell just yeah. say that that uh yeah. yeah connections have been made already for for and Hit up um, steve crow for some uh if you need uh logos for your band fucking and, and i just wanted Facebook. to mention that we got to my last show live was was uh headlining the same fest that you guys played at los angeles uh, extermination fest and you got me yeah. super pumped to to fucking play my set and i remember that fondly and yeah i'm glad i got to finally connect with you okay. after that that show so. yeah we waited till like 1 30 in the morning to, to see to violently vomit and i mean i thought that a lot of i mean some people left but uh most people stayed and the show itself is, was pretty damn good you know like i guess the the tempo that that you put it at kind of reminded me of like that 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 t- what she lay gutted style you know like it, it kind of like matched the exact same tempo except it, it was it was uh, more precise you know uh, i i like that i mean i pre- i would probably prefer um precision over speed you know any day and and when i watched uh you guys do that set i thought it was really good thanks man yeah, yeah i yeah, felt man. like i was watching original discourage for once in a long time <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say a side note on that because you were tight joseph you had said headlining and then you said 1 30 in the morning like most people don't realize like out in the and on yep. tour and shit most of the headlining bands are playing at fucking that time and uh, most people went home at that time you know it's yeah, like it's being a headlining band <laughs> on that is, is actually not a good spot dude. absolutely yeah. no it's not it's a nightmare and that was <laughs> we always get that sweet spot where we're just like yeah. kind of like third last and it's like the primest spot <laughs> yeah so everyone's still there everyone's still fresh everyone still has a good buzz everyone's like ready to go and then like okay. by the people start getting like all right well we'll get two more bands to the headliner I'm like fuck okay well i gotta work tomorrow so yeah, I better, quick I better story be 
quick little story like a long time ago i remember i went we were uh we were at this show and like was it somewhere around sunset like hollywood la or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, it was with decrepit birth and like there was a ton of bands like on the bill and we were just kind of like waiting for everyone to go through and i think man by the time decrepit birth was ready to go i think it was like two in the morning but it um everybody stayed you know well, most people stayed uh everything sounded really well and i think i remember like i think you guys brought like separate pa speakers just for the kicks itself and it was like kind of like, like focused more or directed more towards casey but um it, <laughs> it was it was Crazy. a yeah, yeah it was something i remember a long time ago back in the day and um it's true like when you're the headliner band it's not always the best man you kind of have to just sit and wait for a domino effect of of people setting up breaking down and and you know earlier bands starting later and later and and then it ends up you know getting the exponentially to the point yeah it always gets pushed back yeah (laughs) that's why playing playing bass is the sickest dude because you get all (laughs) fucked up and like no one even fucking hears you (laughs) Just plug and play. <laughs> Unless you're Forrest or like a couple other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I think yeah, it's about time to wrap this motherfucker up. Yeah. Fucking, uh, Anthony, do you want to go take us out? Okay, so we got what? CaliDeath.com, dude. Joseph, you got anything new going or you got stuff brewing right now? I still, you know what? bad time to ask I, I all right that's all good shit. but there's there, if you haven't been there <laughs> there's, there's plenty that, to, there's plenty to do over there already. i did the the ominous ruin album review and I'll, yeah. I'll review the exhausted prayer album from the band you know we did yeah we, we got some cool ago. excerpts from pre- past episodes and on i'll there. uh i'll review the uh new condemned when it comes out I, i'll throw an album review up for you guys because yeah. you know it's fun for me but to I'm... do and i only say nice things so you know <laughs> right on that. Don't reveal yeah. the secrets, <laughs> right on. <laughs> and then a uh, exclusive uh, gummo uh, review coming. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I want a full report on my desk Monday morning. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, what else do we have? SoundCloud, all that shit. Yeah, SoundCloud. Check it out there. Apple Podcasts. Uh, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Uh, Facebook. We got shit going on over there. Obviously. If you're watching this YouTube, we got the page here. So yeah, Cali Death Podcast. Search it on Google if you forgot everything else, and <laughs> you'll find us that way. But yeah, dude, thanks Steve for coming on, dude. I had a blast thanks, tonight, dude. This is yeah, a good time. Nice, and uh, yeah, we got some really good stuff in store. We got already a few weeks ready, pretty much. So yeah, you guys are gonna have some uh, cool shit coming up soon. Thank you so much for sticking around with us and we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate it guys. Cali death. <laughs>